This is Dan Weldon, and the countdown to the green flag is on. And his line, very similar to that of Scott Dixon, so that car is working for him. The number two vision racing machine, fourth and final lap, 212.113. A.J. Foyt, the fourth Anthony, has turned a four-lap average of 212.211 miles an hour. David, that puts him on the outside of the front row. Only Scott Dixon is faster. Lots of smiles, lots of handshakes down here. You're on the front row right now. Unbelievable, man. These guys have done a great job. I'm completely shocked. He needs to step it up right here. He has a great line. He's a little high coming off at turn two, but back back down to that white line. Here he comes, the checkered flag. Final qualifier of the night, and there it is. 212.832, and Ed Carpenter, who needed a lap over 213 on that final lap, winds up uh, falling to P2 with a four-lap average of 213.311. Scott Dixon with a four-lap average of 213.3. Four, one. I'm not going to lie that thir- the 13-6 at the beginning or whatever surprised me. I knew I could run in the 12s, but I wasn't sure I could quite go, you know, that that fast. And then as the run was going on, I was thinking, man, you know, I can't remember what Scott ran, but I know I'm probably in front of him. And then the last lap, the 2-12-8, I was like, ah, that man did it. That was last night at Homestead Miami Speedway. Hi again, everyone. Welcome to a brand new season of IndyCar Series action here on the IMS Radio Network. I'm Mike King along with our driver analyst, Davey Hamilton, here at HMS overlooking the front straight where pre-race festivities are underway. And Davey, last night, while yes, Target Chip Ganassi Racing celebrated the pole with Scott Dixon, who turned a four-lap average with the new oval qualifying format at 213.341 miles an hour. Clearly, one of the biggest stories of the night was the vision racing tandem of Ed Carr and A.J. Foyt the fourth as they had qualified for the second and third spots on the grid. But, Davey, it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. Unfortunately, uh, they went through tech. Uh, they actually, last night, um, right after qualifying, went through tech. I guess IRL found something in the cars, and then they re, uh, reevaluated it today. And uh, now, guess what? They go to the back of the field. They were, they were found illegal, and uh, they're going to be running in the tail tonight. Ed Carpenter had qualified a four-lap average of 213.311 miles an hour. A.J. Foyt IV had qualified a four-lap average of 212.211. And Davey, of course, as we heard, Ed Carpenter was the final qualifier of the night. And on that first lap, he turned our heads at 213.6 miles an hour. And when we knew he had a shot at the pole, I think a lot of people were mighty surprised. But, of course, in the end, it turns out that this illegal wing, we believe, is the situation, is going to cost them what was a very good night for vision racing yeah sure i mean it's unfortunate for everybody really i mean the people that were here to watch last night thought that they seen ed carpenter almost get his first pull <clears throat> unfortunately um that they went like i said went through tech i don't know we'll find out what the infraction was but i understand there's a rear wing and and just so the fans know out there uh, the rear wing the more you could get that out of the air on these super speedways the faster you can go and i don't know what the infraction was it's still been a bit of a secret but uh, obviously the IRL, they go through these cars with a fine-tooth comb. They want to make sure everybody has the exact same cars, and they found what they felt is an advantage on those vision cars, and um, um, they you know, they penalized them for it. So Danica Patrick, uh, who was scheduled to start fourth, will now move to the outside of the front row, while Ryan Briscoe, who's making his first start for Penske in the IndyCar Series, uh, will go to the inside of row two. Meantime, uh, another situation last night involving a crash. Jay Howard hit the wall hard as uh, he was uh, getting up to speed on his qualifying run. Kevin Olson, uh, what is the situation with Jay Howard? Will he run tonight? 
Well, I'm standing right next to him. He has a uniform on. Jay, tell us what's going on. Yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm in the race. So uh, I got cleared by the uh, doctors, and we're ready to rock and roll. Now, is this the primary car or a backup car? This is the primary car. Uh, the guys worked extra hard last night. And, um, you know, I can't thank Rough Racing enough for everything they've done. Um, yeah, we pushed it a little hard in qualifying, and, uh, yeah, we've learned from that. But uh, hopefully I'll have a good race car, and we, we know we've had the speed to come through. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, we're glad to see you in the race. Let's go back to Mike. So Jay Howard will start from the back of the field in that repaired race car. In the meantime, we were telling you about A.J. Foyt the fourth and Ed Carpenter. Let's hear what they have to say about coming from the back of the field. Kevin Lee, what are they saying about those Vision racing cars? Well, A.J. and Ed thrilled us last night with their qualifying run. Unfortunately, they are moved to the back. A.J. is going to have to start dead last. Can you share with us what the issue was? Uh, you know, it was something to do with the rear wing, just a... Uh... Something happened, nothing intentionally, nothing that we thought was going to actually give us more speed, but it's just unfortunate it happened. We still got a great car, though, and we're going to come up through the field and have a good finish today. Ed, what is the challenge of trying to make your way through the field, especially picking your way through a lot of guys that haven't done ovals? Yeah, it's going to be tricky. You know, I think some of these guys are going to be a little shell-shocked at what's going to happen here in a few minutes, but, you know, I, I was sure looking forward to having some clean air in front of me, but it doesn't change what, what I have to go out and do today. got to go out and drive hard and just take this Menards car to the front. Ed Carpenter and A.J. Foyt IV with Vision Racing. So they will come from the back. Very fast cars during the practice session. It's going to be fun watching them. Other fireworks during qualifying last night. We'll tell you about that in just a couple of minutes. But let's hear from Team Penske, Elio Castroneves and his new teammate, Ryan Briscoe, standing by downstairs with our Bob Jenkins. It seemed like a long winter to us. Maybe not for you because you were so busy. But uh, now it's time to go racing. How do you feel? You know, even teaching uh, those guys, you know, Wilson and Ryan, to how to dance. You know, to keep relaxed. Uh, you know what? I'm glad that I was representing race car drive because those guys, they would be terrible. But uh, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling awesome. It's nice to be back again. And um, that's, uh, that's a start. It's a new beginning for Open Wheel Series, so I'm extremely happy to be part of it. What about that, Ryan? Are you uh, up on your dance steps? No. <laughs> uh, I'll keep it short and sweet for you. I've learned to pour the coffee, and that's about it. <laughs> Elio can explain what that is. <laughs> How do you feel about tonight's race? I'm oh, feeling pretty good, you know, a little bit anxious. You know, the first race, it's a, it's a big moment for me, you know, first race in the red and white Team Penske car, but I'm really excited, and uh, it's just great to see all these faces here and, you know, 25 cars on the grid. Uh, it's, it's just great, you know, I'm just so happy to be uh, part of the organization. Ryan Briscoe back in an IndyCar Series race along with Elio Castroneves. Yeah, and Ryan Briscoe will look to accomplish uh, the same feat that Sam Hornish Jr. pulled off in 2004 here at Homestead Miami Speedway, winning in his very first start as a member of the Team Penske IndyCar Series operation. Just about 33 minutes away from the drop of the green flag here at Homestead Miami Speedway. He is a full groove lower than where Danica Patrick exited that turn. He saves his best for last, 213.548 miles an hour. That's a four-lap average. Davey, 213.341. That's pretty darn impressive. Yeah, when I when I seen that warm-up lap, I, I thought we were going to see some good things. I mean, a 210 warm-up lap was pretty darn impressive. Got a battle of the poles going on, and right now you won. Is it going to hold up? I don't know. I think the, the guy I'm worried about most is my teammate. So uh, Dan's been very quick this morning, and they worked on race setup in the middle part there. So uh, cars were pretty close. 
and uh, I think he might, I don't know, it's going to be a tough one. What is Dan that? Weldon has just rolled out on track in his warm-up lap, 211.147 miles an hour. You think he wants the pull? Yeah, yeah. right now that put him at fifth quick right wow. now just on his warm-up lap. Okay, so, oh, and he has spun the car and has hit the wall hard in turn number four. So Dan Weldon, as it looked like he was going to be the man to win the pole, winds up spinning the car in turn number four, and he makes heavy contact with the outside wall. So that was last night qualifying here at Homestead Miami Speedway. The pole sitter for tonight's Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 is Scott Dixon. He's standing by downstairs with Kevin Lee. Starting from the front, you've won this race. You and your teammate have won four of the last five. What's the game plan to kick things off? Oh, well, for us, you know, starting from the front is to try and stay at the front. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of different strategies from years past just with the amount of cars and, you know, probably the uh, possibility of more yellows. But, you know, the other, uh, the other end of the spectrum is Dan starting from the back, and he's just got to try and move up and, and try and do it as quick as possible to stay out of the, uh, you know, spins or crashes that happen through the race. But uh, it's the same for us, man. we just got to try and win this race again. You'll probably start lapping cars pretty quickly, more quickly than normal. Yeah, I think it's probably going to be a case, and it's going to be one of those things you're just going to have to, uh, you know, think about it when you when you get on top of them. I think everybody's going to be trying to learn as much as possible, especially the guys at the back this year. Uh, but you know, it's been a, a steep learning curve for them, and you know, I think it'll be interesting for everybody, uh, you know, this first race out. Scott Dixon was the runner-up here last year. He's won this event. He finished second to his teammate last year. Yeah, with his speed of 213.341 miles an hour. And let's keep in mind that that was a four-lap average. It was Scott Dixon who captured the Peak Motor Oil Pole Award for tonight's running of the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Scott's going to take home a specially designed trophy and a prize of $10,000 courtesy of Peak Motor Oil. And while Davey, he had an outstanding season last year and is always a great racer, Scott Dixon is not necessarily looked at as a great qualifier. And last night, I'm not so sure that uh, Dan Weldon wouldn't have been able to take him, but Dan never got the chance. He never really got the chance, and, you know, that's part of the risk of, of, of trying to get up to speed so fast for this new qualifying format of running four laps. They get one warm-up lap, they come around for the green, they get four consecutive laps, and uh, everybody was trying to get up to speed very, very fast, and it caught two of them out, including Dan, and, and uh, the good part is it didn't hurt him at all. That team, you know how great their cars are. He'll be in the back, but uh, for the fans, it's going to be exciting. For us, it's going to be exciting because we know that he's going to end up at the front. But one one little difference between this race and all the other races we've seen some of these guys come from the back to the front, we have a lot of rookies, a lot of first-timers on ovals, a lot of guys that haven't been in this type of car before. So they're going to have to be cautious as they come through. Nine rookies in this race. We'll tell you more about that in a second. But right now, Kevin Lee, you're standing by with the driver looking to make history tonight. If he can win here at Homestead, he'll be the first driver in IndyCar Series history to win four in a row at the same track. Dan He's Weldon. already picked up a couple of spots with the Vision Racing guys going to the back. We know you're going to work your way to the front but what is the challenge with so many guys going through their first oval race right with you and in front of you i think the big the biggest thing for me is just to be uh very patient we've obviously got a fast race car um you know it's a different race car but you know everybody at target ship ganassi racing on both the number nine car and the number 10 car work very hard and um they've they've got me a car together that i think will should be strong so i look forward to uh an exciting race, and it'll be uh, a history-making race with uh, one uh, open-wheel series, which is great. And it could be history-making if you win for the fourth time in a row at the same venue. Any reservations about a car that hasn't been on the track? No, not when, not when you're with a team like Target Chip Ganassi Racing. They put, they uh, they do run a first-class operation, and obviously Honda as well have had to put in a different engine um, with, with the team, and I'm sure that will be fine also. Good luck tonight. Dan Weldon started on the point. Last year led almost the entire race, had to get by his teammate Scott Dixon, 
on lap 120, and that was the only challenger the rest of the way. He won by more than six seconds, which was the biggest margin of victory in about two years in this series. Yeah, and Davey Hamilton, uh, he was simply in a class by himself here last year, and it had been a long time since we had seen a driver in the IndyCar Series so thoroughly dominate the rest of the field the way Dan Weldon did here at Homestead. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he dominated the race last year. And, and as, as I said yes, last night during qualifying, not only is he going for his fourth win here, but it's with two different teams. He was with AGR when he won the first, the first and second race, if I recall, and the third race was with the target Chip Ganassi. So um, he has something about this racetrack and Dan Weldon get along very well. And if you remember last year in practice, he totaled the car out as well. He wrote one off and he came back to win the race. Uh, last year, you know, it was a pre-rate, pre-season testing accident, but he still crashed one. He, unfortunately, he crashed another one this week. Maybe that's what he has to do, crash a car, then come back and win the race. Well, as uh, we mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, Davey, yesterday, Brian Barnhart announced that of the nine drivers transitioning to the IndyCar Series from the Champ Car Series, only two would be granted veteran status. Those two are drivers that uh, had seen a lot of actions uh, during uh, the earlier part of their career on ovals. One is a former pole sitter at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the 500, Bruno Jean- Kara, the other is Oriol Servia, but Davey, the other seven drivers will be rookies, as will Jay Howard and Hideki Muto. A lot of rookie stripes out there uh, for not only these races, but of course the Indianapolis 500. A lot of rookie stripes, and a lot, and then you have to look back at how many people actually have oval experience. I mean, there's a lot of first-time guys with oval, they haven't seen ovals until they got here to Miami Homestead, so it's going to be very interesting, but the great thing, Mike, that's a great honor to win Rookie of the Year. Everybody knows it. That's something that you shoot for as a rookie, no matter what series you're in. We have nine guys going to battle out for that Rookie of the Year honor, and uh, it's, and I think it's going to be a true battle, just as the championship will be right to the end. Oriol Servia, one of those veterans that we told you about transitioning from the Champ Car Series, one of the newest drivers in the IndyCar Series, a veteran, and uh, he's going to be a good one. You can bet that he will be uh, competitive uh, before too many races in. KV Racing Technology, car number five, the Spaniard, Oriol Servia, standing by on pit lane with our Kevin Olson. Oriol, as a transition driver, what are your realistic expectations this year with the new cars and everything so foreign? Honestly, we can only expect to learn. <laughs> uh, Any more would be, you know, not, not realistic right now. But, you know, that's how things are going. Uh, you know, we're very optimistic. Uh, today we want to finish and, and learn and do miles. Uh, St. Petersburg do a little better and step by step. I hope that uh, by May we know this car a lot better and we can start having realistic uh, goals. Everything been pretty smooth with the transition for you? Very smooth for me and, and very tough for the team. Working really hard hours and we haven't even started the season, you know. So um, it's tough for everybody, but everybody realizes how big this uh, uh, unification is. And we're all very excited. So we're just ready to, you know, make IndyCar as big as, as it should. We're glad to have you here and good luck to you. Oreo Servia. So that's Oreo Servia, who once again will be driving that KV Racing Technology machine. We'll be keeping our eye on him tonight. Ryan Hunter Ray has just walked across the stage. The Boca Raton native uh, here calls this his home track, has never raced here, and he's looking very forward to getting out there in the team ethanol car. One driver that will not be walking across that big stage this evening and waving to the crowd, unfortunately, is Graham Ray Hall. An incident Tuesday night here during testing at Homestead Miami Speedway meant that the Newman Haas Lanigan team had to withdraw that car. Dan Weldon had an incident almost exactly like this a year ago during testing. It wasn't quite this windy. What happened up there? Well, I mean, I had, I was running with uh, with Oriole, I believe, and um, it just came around to me. I remember catching it once, and then the second time when it went, it just it, it went all the way around, and it's just uh, this is the last thing we needed, and uh, it's just, it's a shame. 
So that, once again, is Graham Rahal. And already, Davian, a lot of t- anticipation of the renewal of the Andretti-Rahal rivalry, which, of course, existed for so many years in the old kart series between Bobby Rahal and Michael Andretti, the father of Graham Rahal and Marco Andretti. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's unfortunate for Graham. He wanted to beat this first race. He's a rookie as well. I mean, he'll be coming as a rookie as well. And, and um, it, you know, it's too bad, but he'll be he'll be at St. Pete next week. They'll get, they'll get the organization and the cars back together, and, uh, you know, we'll see him soon. Interestingly enough, though, Dave Wilson, just because Graham Rahal is not running tonight, that doesn't mean the Newman-Haas-Lanigan team is taking the evening off. You're back in the garage area. No, they're back here thrashing around on that machine. I go, was that a new car or a, or one you got from another team? He goes, oh, well, it used to be new, yeah. But they're working on it hard back here, trying to get it ready for Sebring, and then they head to back off to uh, St. Petersburg. Not often you see this much work going on in the garage area before the green flag even falls. So the Newman-Haas-Lanigan team trying to prep that 06 car for Graham Rahal when he will make his Indy car series debut next week on the streets of St. Petersburg. We're 22 minutes away from the drop of the green flag in the 2008 IndyCar Series season opener, the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Dario Franchitti goes to the high side. Dixon is out of fuel. Dario Franchitti, he'll win the race. He'll win the title. Scott Dixon runs out of fuel on the final lap of the race. Within days after his dramatic win at Chicagoland, Dario Franchitti would take his series title and Indy 500 win, put them in the scrapbook, and prepare for a new chapter in Sprint Cup. Three-time series champion Sam Hornish Jr. would do the same. Many ask, how can the IndyCar Series survive, losing a total of four series titles and two Indy 500 winners? Two words, Elio Castro Nevins. The likable Brazilian danced his way into the hearts of mainstream America on ABC television while grabbing the title on Dancing with the Stars. Unification seemed unlikely. The Champ Car World Series headed off to Sebring to open their 2008 test schedule. IndyCar Series teams were busily preparing for their test in Sebring and Homestead. Talks of a merger or unification were restricted to blogs and chat rooms, or at least that's what we thought at the time. Suddenly, the talks turned serious, and mercifully, a deal was struck. At the time, uh, last month, when the calendar turned over to 2008, I was I was wondering to myself, you know, is it likely or possible this could ever happen? And uh, lo and behold, I I I, uh, I got a call that just you know made me feel really warm. I I, I felt like this was uh, perhaps going to be the best year of my 48 uh, to have. Um, a chance to do something that's very important to me and very close to me, and that is to help bring about the unification of local racing. It's it's been a, a, a long and hard road uh, to be able to get here, but we are here, uh, and I think that the winners today are the fans, the teams, drivers, um, and indeed the potential that we have to be able to grow the sport over the next few years. One of the most memorable days in motorsports history, the Champ Car World Series and the IndyCar Series agreeing to operate solely under the banner of the IndyCar Series and giving themselves a month to pull it all off. We have to give a lot of uh, a lot of thanks and appreciation to the, the IndyCar teams that have helped facilitate the equipment transition and just the, the Champ Car teams have really been working their tails off at the uh, at the amount of time to the delivery schedule of the chassis and the preparation work required on them, and then to come down and make the additional test. Committed IndyCar Series teams tested at Homestead the last week of February before testing at Sebring the following week. 
Those teams making the move from Champ Car were given extra time to prepare their mounts before testing them at Sebring and here at Homestead. All were paired with existing IndyCar teams to aid in their transition. Oriel Servia was most appreciative of the assistance provided to his team by Target Chip Ganassi Racing. It was thanks to, uh, to, to Ganassi's help, you know, their, their team, they, they helped us to get the cars ready and, 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 and start with a decent setup and, you know, obviously those lap times were, were pretty good and, and here I think we're a little more far than, uh, than we want but, but still, uh, still it's a starting point and, and, you know, I have a lot of confidence with, with the brains behind our team, uh, all the engineers, uh, you know, are very good and... Some key components of the move, two chassis and an engine lease to those who committed to the series full-time. The IndyCar series agreed to add dates at Surfers Paradise in Australia, Edmonton and Long Beach this season and advised that schedule for 2009 will be completely reworked and likely see some traditional champ car venues such as Toronto and Cleveland return. Long Beach will run the same weekend as the IndyCar Series event at Twin Ring Motegi with both paying IndyCar Series points. Exactly who will run what event that weekend hasn't been firmed up yet. The visit to Kansas in late April will be an exciting lead into what promises to be a most memorable month of May. As far as the driver roster, plenty of changes there too. Farewell for now and good luck to Dario, Sam and Scott Sharp in their new ventures. Elio, Danica, Dixon, Kanan, Briscoe and Weldon are back. And they welcome Wilson, Muto, and Howard, and other newcomers. You can also find a Foyt, Andretti, and a Rahal in the field. There have been so many changes in a short amount of time, and there are many more changes to come. We can let those charged with directing the future of open-wheel racing now do so with less disruption. We're going to be busy enjoying the greatest drivers in the world push themselves and their machines to the ragged edge. Fans, turn up the radio, grab a cold drink, and your favorite sandwich. We're just about ready to go racing. That much, we're sure of. My longtime broadcast partner, Mark James, with a look back at the busy offseason and what might go down as the busiest six weeks in motorsports history. Oriel Servia called it a miracle of sorts. And to look at uh, what is going on down on the grid and to see it all happening, it truly is a miracle to see all of these teams here ready to race here tonight at Homestead Miami Speedway. We are less than 20 minutes away from the drop of the green flag at the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Well, the flyover of F-16s here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Bombs bursting in air literally with the conclusion of the National Anthem and Davey Hamilton. A beautiful sight down there as we've got 25 cars, 25 teams gridded on pit lane. We've got a great crowd rolling here on what is a perfect South Florida evening. What a beautiful evening. I mean, this the grandstands are packed here. The field, I mean, the grid is the most we've seen for a long, long time in the IndyCar Series. It's going to be an exciting night. Well, as uh, we are now just about 16 minutes away from the drop of the green flag, I want to remind you that there has been racing already here today as the Firestone Indy Light Series ran its first race of the 2008 season. And, Davey Hamilton, we saw a young man from England who was in a car on an oval for the first time ever today, Dylan Battistini from Panther Racing, as he wins the race and his teammate Brent Sherman comes home in third place. What a day for Panther Racing. What a day. Both rookie. I mean, rookie rookies on ovals, they, they did a great 
great job. We've seen a lot of new faces, a lot of look, good, uh, you know, new people to ovals, and they did a great job. And you know, it went a long ways. Green flag. I mean, I think it, absolutely. Was, it was very impressive to have that many new guys. First fifty the, laps. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And it was a great race the whole time. They had a little rough start, but uh, it was a good good day for them. Dylan Battistini, Richard Antonucci, Brent Sherman, Ari Lyondike Jr., and Chris Festa, the top five here at Homestead in the Firestone Indy Lights. We're going to pause ten seconds for station identification. You're listening to the voice of Indy Racing, the IMS Radio Network. The following broadcast is a copyrighted production of the IMS Radio Network, the voice of Indy Racing. official tire of the IndyCar Series, the Indy Pro Series, and the Indianapolis 500. Firestone, a tradition of innovation. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Experience an IndyCar like the drivers do. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. Well, this is another one of those racetracks where it's very tight corners. A lot of G-forces through the corner. Canon will also get a front wing adjustment and package full of fuel. Now it's time to go racing. Here's your host, the radio voice of the IndyCar Series, Mike King. Now the theme song for the 2008 IndyCar Series season. How about the David Bowie Classic changes? For the first time in three decades, major open-wheel racing in the United States is unified under the banner of a single sanctioning body. Nine rookies, seven of them making the transition with their former champ car teams, will compete for this season's Bombardier Rookie of the Year award. Weight will be added to some cars to equalize the size of the drivers this year. And on ovals, four-lap average speeds determine the starting positions on the grid. In the past six weeks, three former bachelors are now married. And in the past six months, three IndyCar Series drivers have become fathers for the first time. Changes for sure. But one thing that hasn't changed, Dan Weldon's dominance at Homestead Miami Speedway. Tonight, he'll go after his fourth straight win on this super-fast 1.5-mile super speedway. But it is Weldon's teammate, Scott Dixon, who starts on pole, while Dan himself must come from the rear of the pack. It's time to start a brand-new IndyCar Series season. It's time for the Gainsco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Welcome back 
the Homestead Miami Speedway, we open up the 2008 Indy Car Series season with the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. On the main straightaway, I'm Kevin Lee. It is a beautiful evening. It's been perfect all weekend. Right now, 75 degrees with a track temperature of 85. Different conditions than what most of practice has been. They did qualify under the lights last night, but we've seen temperatures on the track as high as 118 degrees throughout the heat of the day with practice yesterday. But, Mike, it is perfect here tonight on the grid. And as uh, has been the case here during the test and, of course, uh, during practice and qualifying, the wind is picking up, blowing straight uh, down the uh, the front straightaway, so a tailwind once again as the drivers set up for turn number one. You know, the best thing about it, unfortunately, there is a wind, but the wind is the same as it's been the entire weekend. So when these guys get on track, uh, actually the first time since qualifying last night, it's going to be the same same conditions as they had for qualifying, basically. So they'll, hopefully the cars will adjust to it and uh, we have a, have a good run. Okay, so uh, as we continue to count down to the green flag, we are now less than five minutes away from the command to fire engines. Let's tell you more about this 1.5-mile oval. Let's talk to my longtime broadcast partner, Mark James, who's overlooking turn number two. Mark? We are high atop turn number two, Mike, looking at one of two straightaways that are 1,760 feet in length, uh, both banked at four degrees. Turns are 650 feet, 55 feet wide all the way around. It'll widen up a bit of the exit of uh, both turns two and four. The banking and the turns, it's varied. 18 degrees at the bottom to 20 degrees at the top. It seats 65,000 plus, opened in 1995 and first hosted the IndyCar Series on April 8th of 2001. In seven starts, there have been just three winners. Sam Hortis Jr. and Dan Welder with three apiece. Scott Dixon won it in 2003. As you have already mentioned, Mother Nature providing a picture-perfect evening in South Florida. And for those of us who have uh, suffered through a winter in central Indiana, we can't think of anywhere else we would rather be than here with the IndyCar Series to, to start off what promises to be a most memorable 2008 campaign. Well, the 25 cars, Mark, are gridded here uh, on pit lane, and uh, we'll be receiving the command in just about four minutes to fire their engines. Now, we mentioned the rookies in the field. Of course, Hideki Muto, the Japanese driver who last year, driving for Panther Racing, wound up second in in the Indy Lights Championship uh, behind Alex Lloyd, who had the uh, the great championship run that included eight wins. Lloyd was signed by Target Chip Ganassi Racing. Muto was signed by Andretti Green Racing, David, to replace Dario Franchitti. We will see Muto tonight, obviously. We're still waiting on uh, the debut of Alex Lloyd. It could be Indianapolis before we see Alex Lloyd for the first time in a Target car, perhaps leased out to uh, another team. Yeah, and I've talked to the, the Ganassi people, and they really want to get Alex in a car. They're, they're really... I'm trying to do that. But you have Scott Dixon and, and Dan Weldon already in those cars, two great drivers and yep. two champions. It's hard to throw one of those out. So what they're trying to do is is uh, put a program together to run a third car, hopefully at Indy and, and beyond. And we'll just see how that goes because we'd love to see Alex in a car. He had, he's a talent. He deserves to be in this series. and uh, But we will definitely see him soon. Jay Howard, uh, yet another rookie that is a part of the field. Uh, but uh, as we mentioned, because of the fact that uh, Alex – uh, he is not scheduled to make his appearance quite yet. We're really not talking about Alex Lloyd that much in terms of a rookie running for the Rookie Award. We do not believe he'll run enough races to qualify for the Bombardier Rookie of the Year Award. So it looks like Jay Howard, the 2006 Indy Lights champion, and Hideki Muto, the runner-up last year, will be the rookies running for the championship, along with these seven drivers transitioning from the Champ Car Series that now join the IndyCar Series tonight. Frenchman Frank Pereira. 
Justin Wilson from Sheffield, England, Enrique Bernoldi, the Formula F1 driver from Brazil, Ernesto Vizo from Venezuela, Will Power from Australia, uh, Mario Moraes from Brazil, and Graham Rahal, who we will not see, Davey, until next weekend. But those drivers also given rookie status yesterday by Brian Barnhart, he said, after the consideration of their lack of oval experience and simple observation and, I think, simple common sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, it's going to be great. I mean, like I said, it's a race within a race. Those rookies are going to be trying to beat each other, trying to get on top of rookie of the year standings. And, you know, unfortunately, if Alex comes and joins the series, you know, he's going to be behind, obviously, Graham Rahal was behind, and, and even Jay Howard had a little uh, blunder last night qualifying. He actually got up against the wall and, and has to start in the back, but at least he's in the race. He has opportunity to gain some points today. And once again, the drivers that were given veteran status, Oriol Servia, the Spaniard, uh, given veteran status, who has uh, more than two dozen uh, starts on ovals to his credit. And Bruno Junquera, who also has a couple of dozen oval starts to his credit during his career. And as we mentioned, a former pole sitter at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, also given veteran status. So a perfect night here as uh, we await the command that uh, I think everyone has been waiting for here, Davey. Perhaps the most anticipated uh, open wheel, major open wheel season Uh I would say in in a couple of decades, and uh, as we mentioned at the top of the countdown to the green flag, the first time in three decades that a single sanctioning body has governed all of major open wheel racing in this country. Yeah, hats off to Tony George and 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 the Champ Car guys getting together and making this happen, and really hats off more so to Tony. I would say just for the reason of. He, uh, he gave each one of these teams two cars and a motor lease for the entire year to come and join the series, just unify. And so not only did Tony do it uh, because he wanted to make open wheel racing better, but he got his checkbook out and made it happen for all these other teams. And so it is great. And, and I tell you, it was a long winter, Mike. I'm, I'm ready for racing. I don't, I don't like these off seasons, so I'm excited about this great race tonight. Well, during uh, the uh, announcements and the press conferences that have been held over the last month or so, one thing that, uh, that Tony George and Brian Barnhart and, and – uh, team owners, series officials have said uh, is the fact that uh, the offseason was too long, Davey, and so we're looking at a, perhaps in 2009 a total readjustment of the IndyCar Series schedule to shorten that downtime between the Chicagoland Speedway event and the 2009 season opener. Yeah, and I think they should. I think it should be a longer season where there are fans and where you know everybody that's involved in the sport can stay you know more in tune. I mean, when you have six months off, basically, it's hard for these teams to keep people employed. It's hard to get the continuity and and, and to keep these guys fresh and on the track. So, and for our fans, our fans need to be watching these guys more than just uh, the middle of the summer. So um, I hope they do that, and I think they will do that. Well, we'll be uh, telling you about the starting lineup in just a couple of minutes. Uh, very quickly, uh, down at the start-finish line, let's check in on Kevin Lee. As uh, Kevin, we are anticipating the command to fire engines here any minute now. We're in a bit of a delay. About a minute and a half as we wait for the national television audience to sync up. And three doors down, the multi-platinum recording artists are here getting set to kick off, as you mentioned, a historic opening to the IndyCar Series season. And in uh, case you just joined us uh, yesterday, Dan Weldon, uh, who was looking to win for the fourth consecutive time here at Homestead Miami Speedway during qualifying, he hit the wall. After his warm-up lap, uh, wound up uh, being shuffled back to the rear of the field. They did repair, rather, they did pull out the backup car, did not repair the primary car. Jay Howard also suffered an incident during qualifying. They repaired his primary car, so both Weldon and Jay Howard uh, battered and bruised, but will start this race from the rear of the pack also. 
the qualifying efforts of the Vision Racing team that had Ed Carpenter on the outside of the front row and AJ uh, Foyt Jr. of AJ Foyt the fourth on the inside of row two nullified apparently a problem with the rear wings on both of those Vision Racing cars. They were sent to the back of the field. Let's go downstairs to Kevin Lee. Matt Roberts, Brad Arnold, Chris Henderson, Greg Upchurch, and Todd Harrell make up multi-platinum recording artists. Three doors down, set to give the command. Travers, start your engines! IndyCar Series starting lineup. Row 13. Jay Howard from England, number 24, Rough Racing. Row 12. Dan Weldon, England, number 10, Target Chip Ganassi Racing. Mario Moraes, Brazil, car 19, the Sony car. Row 11. Bruno Junqueira, Brazil, number 18, Dale Coin Racing. Will Power, Australia. KV Racing Technology, number 8, Aussie Vineyards, Team Australia. Row 10. EJ Viso, Venezuela, number 33, HVM Racing. Mejique Bernoldi from Brazil, number 36, Opus Prime, Sangari Conquest Racing. Row 9. Milka Duno, Venezuela, number 23, Sigo Dryer Rainbow Racing. Justin Wilson, England, number 02, McDonald's Newman Haas Lanigan Racing. Row 8. Oriol Serbia, Catalonia, Spain, number 5, KV Racing Technology. Frank Pereira from France, number 34, RS Open Prime, Funko Racing. Row 7. Darren Manning, England, number 14, ABC Supply, Point Racing. Buddy Rice, United States, number 15, Dryer and Reinbold Racing. Row 6. Vitor Mira, Brazil, number 4, Delphi, Panther Racing. Ryan Hunter-Ray, United States, number 17, Team Ethanol, Ray Hall Letterman Racing. Row 5. Marty Roth, Canada, number 25, Dussault Inc., Roth Racing. Hidekimuto, Japan, number 27, Formula Dream. Row 4. Tony Canan, Brazil, number 11, Team 711, Andretti Green Racing. Helio Castro Neves, Brazil, number 3, Team Penske. Row 3. Marco Andretti, United States, number 26, NYSE, Andretti Green Racing. Ryan Briscoe, Australia, number 6, Team Penske. Row 2. Danica Patrick, United States, number 7, Motorola, Andretti Green Racing. AJ Ford the 4th, United States, number 2, Vision Racing. On the outside of the front row, Ed Carpenter, United States, number 20, Vision Racing. And the peak performance, whole award winner, Scott Dixon, New Zealand, number 9, Target Chip Ganassi Racing. So that's your starting lineup for the 2008 IndyCar Series season opener, the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Of course, Davey, that's the field, the way it was set after qualifying last night. Uh, the announcement came this afternoon, very late actually, given that the cars go through uh, post-qualifying inspection immediately after the session is over. It wasn't until uh, nearly 5 o'clock this afternoon that the announcement came down that the Vision team had been penalized. Yeah, I think a lot of people were really surprised when they heard it so late in the game, but um, I'm sure there was a lot of discussions, a lot of meetings on what to do 
knew and what the infraction was, which we still really don't even know. We just know it was a rear wing infraction. What the infraction was, we don't know. But the good thing is, is um, you know, they, they had to, to do something. They had to show that no matter who, whose team it is or, or uh, what the infraction is, they have to enforce it. Davey, if uh, you're one of the drivers transitioning to the IndyCar Series and you're a rookie, what is the most important thing to remember at the start of this race? Well, first of all, just, just take it one step at a time. Don't overdrive the race car. Don't put yourself in a bad situation. Make sure you you control it to make sure that you get the checkered flag. That's the most important. They cannot afford not to get the checkered flag. They can't afford to crash these cars going into St. Petersburg next weekend. So taking it easy and tiptoeing, if you will, your way through the season opener, that will uh, be the command, uh, at least, or the, the mindset, if you will, Mark Janes, for many of these drivers making the transition. But, Mark, let's keep in mind, you know, a guy like Oriol Servia, a guy like Bruno Junquera, they've got a lot of experience. If they happen to hit on a good setup or feel like they've got a good race car underneath them, Mark, then they're going to probably go for it. He's overconfident and with good reason. But, again, as you mentioned, uh, grizzled veterans often find a way to win. And uh, who knows how competitive they will be today or tonight, we should say. But we do know this. Uh, probably by midseason, uh, they'll be up to snuff. I harken back to Adrian Fernandez and how lost he was when he first came to the series. Ended up with a couple of wins that year. We know we're ready to settle it all, Mike. They're setting up for turn three and looking for the first green flag of the 2008 season. Field will line up now in rows by two, 13 rows, and of course uh, just uh, one row, uh, one driver in the back and uh, the rear of the field trying desperately to catch up now very quickly. It looks like, though, they will be out of luck as we are going to drop the green flag. So let's wait and see. Green flag, no. They will not start the race with the field lined up in uh, this sort of formation, Mark Jane. So there was some confusion because we had a guest flag waiver in the stand. And Mark, as the cars came across the line, the starter leaned over to him. I think he thought, the guest starter thought he was being given the indication when, in fact, uh, the, the regular starter put the yellow flag out. Well, the field horribly out of sorts still. Uh, the last three or four cars in line trying to get formed up. They just left turn number two. Meanwhile, the leaders bunching up between turn three and four. Now they climb on the throttle a little bit, and it looks like we're ready to go racing. Keep in mind, for many of these drivers in the field tonight, at least seven of them, they are making their first ever appearance on an oval. Scott Dixon across the line first. Danica Patrick is second. And the 2008 season is underway, Mark Jaynes. Shot out of a cannon, goes to the high side in turn number one. He swings way wide around Ryan Briscoe. Meanwhile, Dixon leads Danica Patrick into turn three. Tony Kanaan scheduled to start eighth, moved up two slots to six after the penalty for vision. The car sparking in the South Florida night. Boy, a beautiful sight through three and four. Scott Dixon, the leader. Danica Patrick is second. Tony Kanaan is third. Marco Andretti is fourth already in turn number one. Still no change among the front six, although the Pitsky team starting to bunch up just a little bit. Elio Castroneva is looking to the high side of his teammate, Ryan Briscoe. Dan Weld and Davey Hamilton on the move as he had to start from the back after the crash. He is passing cars like they're standing still. Unbelievable. I mean, he is going so fast, and he's going around these guys. I mean, unbelievably fast, fast, throwing those titanium sparks off the bottom of the race car. 
And he's putting them to school right now. Dan Weldon was 19th last time by his 16th. This lap by Mark James. The leader's already in turn number two. Dan Weldon, who we continue to have our eye on. He swings to the high side of Oriole Serbia. We'll try to pick off another spot midway point of the back straightaway. Meanwhile, Danica Patrick with company in four. Tony Kanan working on his teammate on the outside as they exit turn number four. Here comes Tony Kanan as he goes to second. Dan Weldon, though, continues to pick off spots. Mark James as they head to two. Dixon's mirror is now full of that green and white 7-Eleven machine as the sparks of those titanium tanks continue to dance in the South Florida night. Kanan all over Dixon to the high side. Tony Kanan will go to the high side of the red and white number nine car of Scott Dixon. They are going to run side by side off of turn number four. Here comes Tony Kanan. He won three of the last five races in 2008. Mark James, he is pushing the button early. They'll stay together at the setup at turn number two. Dixon with a bit of an advantage toward the bottom. Meanwhile, a side by side battle breaks off of the exit of two. Marco looked like he was going to get Danica. And Davey, pretty much what we expected here is the field is pretty much broken into two halves. The fast guy is out in front. The rest of the field just trying to keep pace. Yeah, I think so. But you know what? They're all really fast right now, front or back. There's races everywhere we look. I'll tell you what, it's surprising how close these guys are running this early in the race. So we keep our eye on everyone right now as uh, we take a look, though, up front where the battle is for the lead. Scott Dixon and Tony Kanan. Five laps are complete. We're working lap number six of 200 here at Homestead Miami Speedway. One thing that we saw last night with Scott Dixon, his ability to put the left side tires on the wide line in Mark James. He has been able to do it through the first six laps tonight, and he continues to hold off Kanan. He holds him off by about a half a car length. Meanwhile, a nice battle for third between Marco Andretti and Ryan Frisco. Now Danica Patrick has slipped back to fifth. She has company to her high side from Elio Castroneves. Elio Castroneves looks to try to go to the high side of Danica Patrick out in front. It's Scott Dixon leading Tony Kanan by about a car length and a half. Here comes Ryan Briscoe. He'll go side by side with Marco Andretti. The NYSC car on the inside. On the outside is Briscoe. Mark, they're still side by side. Briscoe grabbed the spot momentarily at the exit of turn number one. Marco's pretty strong at the bottom of the racetrack. Briscoe decides to tuck in behind him. Maybe try to build up a little momentum and get around to the exit of four. We're hearing that the 24 car of Jay Howard, apparently an overheating problem, Davey Hamilton, and he is already been called to pit lane. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, Jay had problems qualifying. They probably just need to open up. They got some air ducts in the oil. They're probably going to open it up. He did have problems. He had a crash. The good thing for Jay, even though he had problems, he picked up a sponsor that we want to see in all these cars, all sport on the side of his car tonight. Bob Jenkins, you're there. And there was some uh, tape that was taken off the uh, intake, the air intake on the right side of the car. In the meantime, they're fueling it up. He is off. Jay Howard with a quick pit stop. So with eight laps complete for Jay Howard, he will go a lap down to the field here, and so Jay Howard with some problems early on as the car's overheating. Davey, could it be that they didn't take tape off from the qualifying trail? You know, it's, I'm sure that it could have been that. They have some adjusters inside the car for your radiators to get air to the oil coolers and the radiator coolers, and obviously maybe it's malfunctioning. Sometimes you run tape on the cars, but uh, we can find out, but I think that just a small mistake, and they guys thrashed all night to get that car ready. Ten laps are complete. Here's your full field. Uh, the way they run right now, Scott Dixon is your leader. Tony Kanan runs second. Marco Andretti is third. Elio Castroneves is fourth. Ryan Briscoe runs fifth. Danica Patrick is sixth. Ryan Hunter-Ray is seventh. Vitor Mira is eighth. Dan Weldon is ninth. Marty Roth runs tenth. 
Darren Manning is 11th. Buddy Rice runs 12th. Mil Caduno is 13th. A.J. Foyt the 4th up to 14th. Ed Carpenter up to 15th. Justin Wilson 16th. Oriel Servia 17th. Hideki Muto runs 18th. Frank Pereira runs 19th. Will Power runs 20th. Ernesto Viso runs 21st. Bruno Juncara runs 22nd. Enrique Bernardi runs 23rd. Myro Marias runs 24th. And Jay Howard, as we told you, had to stop early, Davey. So he has a lap down to the field. He currently runs 25th. What are you seeing out there right now? Well, I'm seeing Weldon being strong again. I mean, he is shooting up to that field. And as you said, what position is he in right now? I mean, he's always worked his way to ninth position. Yep, that's right. And, and so. I mean, that's just unbelievable that he's coming up. He's getting to the fast cars now, though. It's not going to be as easy. So he would obviously like to see a yellow. But just so the fans that can't see or listens to us, he's only a corner away. The leaders are coming off at turn two as he's entering turn one. So he's not a long ways back. Race control, Brian Barnhart telling the 19 car, Mario Morris, said they want to see some more pace from him as he is being split by the leaders on the front straight. And Tony Mark James takes advantage of the pit car of Marias, and he will go to the front. They had been side by side for the last three quarters of a lap, but yeah, use that lap traffic as a pitch in the 7-11 machine. He has a one-car length advantage in three. Mario Marias, last time down, uh, last time by Davey Hamilton, turned a lap at only 192 miles an hour, and clearly right now, he's got his hands full, and he's got his mirrors full as well. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to pull him in. He's on the bottom of the racetrack. Obviously, he's not confident or comfortable in that race car he's so far off the pace he actually is creating you know problems it's kind of a a kind of a hazard out there and people really having to check up for him so he's gonna have to get another 10 miles an hour or five at least or they're going to pull him in the pits. That's the number 19 Sonny's Barbecue car that is entered by Dale Coyne Racing. Meantime, Danica Patrick, and it looks like, is that, yes, that's the 17 of Ryan Hunter Ray going side by side as they were both hung up behind the 19 car of Mariah Stavey and uh, kind of an interesting situation there as Ryan Hunter Ray also able to use that pick car as a pass. Yeah, picked up that. Danica's falling back. I didn't expect to see her fall back. She's only she's still in seventh. Actually, eighth now. Vitor just went by her as well. I think, no, she is still in seventh. So a blazing start to the 2008 season here. Tony Kanaan is the leader at the Gainesville Auto Insurance Indy 300. The top five, Tony Kanaan, Scott Dixon, Marco Andretti, Elio Castroneves, and Ryan Briscoe. Indy, Indy 500, Indianapolis 500, IndyCar, Indy Lights, and Indy Racing League are trademarks owned and or licensed by Brickyard Trademarks Incorporated. Any rebroadcast or other use of the information, descriptions, and content of this broadcast without the written consent of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network is strictly prohibited. This broadcast is a copyrighted work of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network. 19 laps are being shown complete here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Mike King and the entire IMS Radio Network crew welcome you back to the 2008 IndyCar Series season opener, the Gainesville Auto Insurance Indy 300, where, Davey, we are under yellow for debris on the track, and we were seeing a spirited battle up front between Tony Kanaan and Scott Dixon, uh, who led the first 13 laps. But Tony Kanaan took advantage of Mario Morias, who was slow on the track, and uh, race control was saying to him, hey, look, guys, you're going to have to pick it up, or we're going to bring you in. Tony Kanaan, though, out in front right now, and it looks like most teams are going to take advantage of this early yellow flag and going to come in. Yeah, you got everybody coming in but two cars, and they're two cars that were uh, lapped down, so they're just going to try to stay out there maybe and try to get their lap back. But I'll tell you what, Dan Weldon, Ed Carpenter are been fast. They're in P9 and 10 after starting the very back under green flag conditions, so we're going to see how they come out of the pits now. Okay, so as we watch the leaders, Tony Kanaan and Scott Dixon on pit lane, we also keep our eye on the vision racing machines. Marias is also in. In fact, it looks like just about everybody on pit lane. Let's go up front. Kevin Lee, you've got the leaders. 
Tony Kanaan will hit his stall. Scott Dixon is right in front of him. Dan Weldon is the very front of pit road. He is now hitting his marks. Let's see who gets out first. Kanaan is not going to be able to get ahead of Dixon. Scott Dixon beats Tony Kanaan out to take the lead to Bob Jenkins. As Davey mentioned, Ed Carpenter moving up quickly. He's in the top ten. Made a very quick pit stop. No change of tires. Ethanol only. Hideki Muto is just creeping down the pit road. He is at exit. He is just barely moving, not totally dead, but there's a huge problem with the number 27 car of Hideki Muto, and now he is back up to speed, and Mike, I think he's still under power going down the warm-up lane. Yeah, it looked like Davey Hamilton. It looked like he just had trouble firing the car like it was burping along there, and all of a sudden he kicked it back into gear. What do you think happened? Well, what, what happened is Elio was pulling out of his pits as Hideki was coming in, and he couldn't not get in because Elio was coming out. He probably stalled the car, and he actually just luckily got a bump started right at the end of pit lane. He's going to have to come back in. He did not make a stop. Okay, so uh, the 33 of EJ Vizo uh, making his first stop uh, as a, a part of the IndyCar series. Uh, Vizo from Caracas, Venezuela, in the HVM racing machine. Uh, also behind him, it looks like the 18 of Bruno Junquera, who stayed out, Davey, and they decided they were going to come in uh, a lap later than everyone else. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, they're probably just to stay out of the way of all the confusion, and, and this is their first pit stops, and they already went a lap down, so uh, they probably just made a decision to, uh, to come in later. Okay, so Muto will come back in after the problem uh, as uh, Hideki Muto was setting up for his, his first pit stop as a member of the Andretti Green Racing Team. So Hideki Muto in his stall. Kevin Lee, this one looks to be a little bit smoother than the last attempt. In and out. Muto is back on the chase, but he's lost valuable positions in the fight. Here's your full field rundown with 21 of 200 laps complete. Scott Dixon is out in front as he beats Tony Kanaan out of the pits after this first round of pit stops. So Tony Kanaan runs second. Elio Castroneves runs third. Ryan Briscoe is fourth. Marco Andretti is shown in fifth place. Ryan hunter Ray is sixth. Danica Patrick is seventh. Ed Carpenter is eighth. Dan Weldon and Vitor Mira fill out the top ten. Buddy Rice is 11th. Darren Manning is 12th. Marty Roth is 13th. Will Power is 14th. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, runs 15th. Justin Wilson is 16th. Frank Pereira is 17th. Mil Caduno is 18th. Orius Oriol Servia shown in 19th place. And Hideki Muto dropping all the way down to 20th after the problem on the round of stops. Enrique Bernard is 21st. Bruno Junquera, 22nd. E.J. Viso 23rd. Mario Marias is 24th and is back on pit lane, and Jay Howard, who had the problem earlier, made the earlier stop after overheating, is shown in 25th place. Yellow flag flies here at Homestead, Miami Speedway. Back at Homestead, Miami Speedway, we've got a problem on the restart. Mark James for Will Powers. It looks like he made contact with another car and damage to the Aussie Vineyards machine. Yeah, I didn't see exactly who the damage was with or who the contact was with and what led to the damage, but he, when he went by me as he headed down the back straightaway, he got low in a hurry, and I could see from the rear of the car that left front suspension piece has some damage because that wheel was not pointing the same direction as the right one. Okay, and we see that uh, the Aussie Vineyards car has come to a stop in the KV Racing Technology uh, pit stall and KO at the same time we see that Justin Wilson is in the Newman Hoslanigan pit stall, so apparently it was those two cars that got together. Well, the uh, car of Will Power has had the engine shut off. They're looking right now. They're at the tires and they're just looking around the car if the motor is off. So Will Power, uh, the crew looking, Davey uh, Hamilton, at that left rear, and they're giving the thumbs down there. Not good news for Will Power here as he completes uh, only 25 laps. Yeah, they came on the restart. They came off at turn four, four wide, 
and Justin Wilson and Will Power touched uh, coming down the front straightaway, and, and obviously they touched hard enough to break a suspension component or put a tire down for the reason that you can see a lot of sparks out of uh, Will's car going down the straightaway. We are working lap 29, so the first contact of the 2008 IndyCar Series season comes between the uh, cars uh, out of the KV Racing Technology Stable, the Will Power Machine, and the Newman Haas Lanigan car driven by Justin Wilson. We'll try to hear uh, from Will Power and get his take on what happened momentarily as Kevin Olson is in the KV Racing Technology pit stall. So we hope to hear from him and sorry to see him out of the race so early on. Elio Castro Neves flexing a little muscle here. He managed to get by Tony Kanan on the restart. So right now, Scott Dixon runs up front. Keep in mind that Dixon taking advantage of a very good pit stop by the crew of the number nine target Chip Ganassi racing machine. Beat Tony Kanan off the pit lane during that first round of stops. He is the leader. Elio Castroneves runs second. Mark Janes and TK is third. Some lap traffic already coming into play, running just in front of them. The 36th car of Enrique Bernoldi. I would say the leader, Dixon, is about 10 car lengths behind him as they head toward turn four. We're also being told, Davey Hamilton, that the 33 of EJ Vizo, Ernesto Vizo, apparently with a radio problem and is literally trying to manually, uh, I guess, make some sort of connection with the wires inside of his helmet so he can hear his spotter. There's several different hookups. We have to hook our earplugs into one connection and then the talk piece into another. And obviously, one of those has come loose and he's having a hard time getting the hook back up. Enrique Bernoldi uh, finds himself going another lap down as uh, he right now uh, kind of slow on the track at 201. We're being told Hideki Muto has brushed the wall in turn number four. Bob Jenkins, uh, where the report come from is he is very slow now. Mark Jane's off of turn number two. I saw it. Like he's headed to Fenton Road, the 27 machine of Hideki Muto. Mark Jane, uh, rather, uh, Bob Jenkins, you actually saw the contact. I saw the cars coming off of corner number four, just got up into the marbles, left a big black mark on the outer wall in turn number four, but of course kept going. So a lot of promise there when you talk about uh, young Hideki Muto, but Davey Hamilton, not a great night for him. He blew his first pit stop. He had to come back around and go back in, and now he's got the problem, and uh, he's going to roll back in. Kevin Lee, you were there as Hideki Muto makes his way to his pit stall there. The Andretti Green Stable going to take a look at him. How much damage to the 27 car? He's just pulled in, and if there's damage, it's likely going to be on the right side, so I can't see any from my standpoint. Right now, they're just changing four tires and fueling the car. They have not begun to really assess it. Now the outside rear tire changer is taking a look at that side of the car, and they have shut the engine off. Well, as we mentioned, Will Power made contact with Justin Wilson on the restart uh, after completing 24 laps. He is out of the car. Kevin Olson, what is Will Power saying about his first IndyCar Series start? Well, Will, we see you're out of the race early. Did you make contact? What happened? Did, can you tell us what happened? Yeah, I just... Justin Wilson, um, I hit his back wheel, bent the front suspension, and finished us. What was it like when, in your first start here? How, how was it? Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was, you know, I was feeling comfortable and doing well. Um, so, yeah, so I guess very disappointing for the Aussie Vineyards number eight to be able to race this early, but that's uh, racing and we're, we're learning all the time. 
Good luck to you at St. Pete. That's Will Power. So Will Power out of the race confirming he made some contact. Boy, I tell you what, we are watching A.J. Foyt the fourth and Ed Carpenter. They were doing some heavy-duty racing, Davey Hamilton, down the front straight. Foyt makes the move. He gets by his teammate uh, in turn number one. Yeah, you know, I was a little surprised with Ed. He, he's running really good. Then both of those guys started in the back, came to the front. But that first pit stop they all made, Ed chose not to have tires. I think that's going to hurt him in the long run. So Ed Carpenter uh, who currently runs 11th trying to do a double stint on those Firestone Firehawks. We see Marty Roth in the Cirrus aircraft car as he is on pit lane and he's going to make an unscheduled stop Bob Jenkins. Well he rolls to a stop here on pit lane. They engage the refueling mechanism but I don't think it's uh, what they exactly want. They're looking at the rear of the car checking things over uh, meanwhile, a guy at the front of the car is asking uh, whether he should put more wing in the front of the car. He did so, and Marty Roth is going to go back into action. So Marty Roth will head back out onto track, and I believe, Kevin Lee, you said Hideki Muto has gotten out of the car. Is that correct? He has, and I think they're going to take it back to the garage and fix it. They're moving with haste rolling the car back towards the garage area. So they're hoping to run some more laps for Muto. Well, Dave Wilson is back in the garage area. We'll be able to find out from him, Dave, as they roll that car your direction. We'll be able to find out if they will attempt to get Hideki Muto back into the race. Davey, I've got to assume at this point, with only 39 of 200 laps complete, if it's something relatively minor, they will try to get Muto back yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. But maybe just a, a slight... Well, they're not in a hurry, though. Look at the guys taking the car behind the pit. Yeah, they're, I don't really, see they're not hustling, off. are they? I think that thing's going to go right in the trailer. Or otherwise, they'd be uh, hustling the, the car back. 40 laps of the 200 will run here tonight. Our complete last time by Scott Dixon at 209.646 miles an hour, his top speed of the night. 211.045. Elio Castroneves last time by at 207.546 Elio's top speed of the night 211.831 but look at Ryan Briscoe, Davey Hamilton he turned a lap earlier at 213.308 miles an hour. Well he's the real deal He this is his first run with Roger Pinsky and he wants to win a race, that's a car that Sam Hornish has won so many races in, the same team he's a great race driver and um, you know he, he's stepping the program up so we've got uh, a couple of drivers out of this race early on. Will Power uh, out uh, after contact with Justin Wilson on the restart with 24 laps complete. Wilson and uh, Will Power made contact. Wilson continued on. Will Power did not. That car has been parked. Hideki Muto's car, Davy Hamilton, has also been parked. And apparently the radio communication was that the steering wheel was uh, apparently a bit askew in the cockpit. It uh, was a bit to the right of the car. So whatever broke in that car, apparently it was uh, something they have to do with steering wheel. Yeah, you know, and what could have happened is when he when he tagged the wall even, or I don't know if it happened before or after, could have broke a steering mount or just offset it, been a, put a tie rod to where the steering wheel would be crooked. Enrique Bernoldi will make uh, another stop. Uh, this is with 43 laps complete, so he is in very early. So Bernoldi now, the Conquest Racing driver, uh, coming to the attention of his team. They will do a four-tire change. They are fueling him. It looks like the 19 car of Marias also back in. And, Davey, let's face it. You know, we've talked about this. These guys are here tonight to get some seat time, to get some experience, to understand what the experience is going to be all about on a high-speed oval. This is going to school right here tonight. They don't even have to worry about winning this race. They're in kindergarten. I mean, that's basically it. I mean, they have no idea what these ovals are about, what these cars are about, what, what the racing's like, and now they're getting education and getting it fast. 
Bruno Junquera is also in. So Bruno Junquera and his teammate Mario Marias also in. So both of the Dale Coin Racing cars are in right now. And uh, the Marias car has been in for an extended period of time. He will finally leave his pit stall as they get him away. Bruno Junquera, who was not particularly happy with the fact that he was a bit off the pace. Davey, someone said, what do you have to do to go faster? He goes, give me a better race car. <laughs> so, uh, But keep in mind that just last week at the Sebring Road Course Test, he tore up this race car, and his team had to build another one. Yeah, they, and it hit hard. I mean, tore up the car a lot, and they only had this one car to, to bring here, so they had no spares. So he's in a situation where, you know, when you crash a car that early uh, in the season, their first time in the car, it, it wasn't good. Well, the field has uh, kind of spread itself out right now, and Scott Dixon is out there on a bit of a Saturday night cruise as he leads Elio Castro Neves by 1.6 seconds. Davey, we saw some great racing early on, but right now Dixon trying to run away from Elio Castroneves. Well, I think this is the time of night, uh, you know, that they, they need to, or the time of the race, they need to just take it easy. It's only a, a fourth of the way finished, and there's a long ways to go. They have several more pit stops. You know, and if I th- I'm looking at one of the Penske cars when it came by. It looks like it has a donut on the side of the side pod, and so that's how close these guys are running tonight, if that's what I see. Well, there's been a little bit of contact out there already this evening, Mark James, as we will pick up the leader, uh, Scott Dixon, going to go to the inside of Marty Roth in turn number one. Most of those off the pace have done a great job of getting to the high side or the low side and giving these guys a chance to race. Elio Castro Nevis and Tony Kanad. They can't hardly see Scott Dixon. He has about a half a straightaway, a straightaway length advantage over second place Elio Castro Nevis. Then it's about 20 car lengths back to Tony Kanaan. So as we keep our eye on the leader up front, and boy, there's a big black mark on the left side pot of Elio Castro Nevis' car, Davey. You're right. I, I thought I saw that. Now. I mean, that's, that's when, you're, when you get a donut on your side pot of these race cars, these old blue cars, and you keep going, you're very lucky. But got to remember, those side pods are a bit fragile. It could have broken faster or something loose. And hopefully it stays together like that. But there's a chance that he could have uh, done a little bit of damage to that car. Bruno Junqueira's night has unfortunately come to a very early end. The Brazilian driver is out of his car with just 40 of 200 laps being completed uh, by the number 18 car here this evening. So he becomes the third retiree. So Junqueira, Hideki Muto, and Will Power on the sidelines here. We hope to hear from Junqueira to find out what put that Dale Coin racing machine out. Right now, as we stand with 50 of 200 laps complete, the top five, Scott Dixon, Elio Castroneves, Tony Kanon, Marco Andretti, and Dan Weldon. Back at Homestead Miami Speedway, the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Mark Jaynes, lots of traffic off of two. And apparently we've got a bit of a technical problem. We'll try to resolve that with Mark Jaynes, Davey Hamilton, as we were watching the leader, Scott Dixon, work with traffic, running side-by-side with Oriole Servia. Yeah, actually, running side-by-side, I think, with Marco. And, no, that is Oriole. I mean, Marco Andretti, though, is coming up. He is in second place right now. He passed Elio in all that action. And uh, Marco's looking strong right now. So Marco Andretti currently running second. Scott Dixon, the leader. Andretti runs second, just a half second behind Dixon as uh, Andretti has really pushed the button. Elio Castro Neves is third, 1.1 seconds back. Tony Kanan is fourth. Dan Weldon currently runs fifth. You're listening to the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 on great radio stations like KASR-FM in Conway, Arkansas, WIOD-AM in Miami, Florida, WPXN-FM in Paxton, Illinois, WJAW-FM in McConnellsville, Ohio, WSCO-AM in Appleton, Wisconsin. Also, we want to say welcome to all of you listening to us on the World Wide Web at IndyCar.com and, of course, those of you listening to us on XM Satellite Radio, XM IndyCar 145 and XM. XM Sports Nation, XM 1. 
44. Looks like Jay Howard's night may be done for the evening as he has been battling a ill-handling race car, and they're going to pull him in. Well, unfortunately, both the Roth cars with, uh, you know, uh, both Marty and Jay are in right now, and they look like they both have handling problems or something going on, and you get somebody down there to check it out. Jay Howard is getting out of the race car, so it looks like his evening might be done. Tough weekend for Jay Howard. Hit the wall last night during qualifying. Bruno Junquera in the Dale Coyne car, the number 18 machine, also out of this race. He uh, got out of the car with 40 of 200 laps complete. Kevin Olson, uh, what happened with Junquera? Bruno Junquera, tell us why you're out of this race. My car was very loose, so I was almost crashing every corner. I was going too slow, I was traffic for everybody. And you try to change the car, it's still not good. So it's better to stop than put the car on the wall and prepare for next weekend in St. Pete. Good luck to you at St. Petersburg. That's Bruno Giancaro. Yeah, better safe than sorry. Probably the best cliche uh, for that situation. Let's go back to the garage area. Dave Wilson, update on Hideki Muto's number 27 car. Well, the Panasonic Dream Formula team is working on the right rear suspension, but we just get the words. They have concluded work on the car. They have decided they cannot fix it. So Hideki Muto will not get back in tonight's activity. So Hideki Muto then is uh, done for the evening, and that means that with uh, the uh, Marty Roth and Jay Howard Roth racing cars being parked, uh, Jay Howard is out of the car. We hope to hear from him momentarily. It looks like he is done. Davey, on the other hand, uh, it looks like Marty Roth is uh, still sitting in the Cirrus Aircraft number 25 car. Yeah, it looks like you know they're looking at the motor in the motor area. Maybe he has some motor problems. Doesn't look like uh, they're working with the chassis too much. So we'll just have to get somebody down there and find out what the problem is with those two cars. So 20 cars remain on the racetrack, but right now Roth, Howard, Junkara, Muto, and Power are on the sidelines. Let's hear from Bob Jenkins. He's with Jay Howard. Jay, what put you out of the race? Um, we just had to stop because of uh, some handling issues. Um, yeah, I, you know, just from being out of the, the guys called me in and said, let's park it. Wasn't my choice, but I know how bad we were. And, uh, yeah, for the rest of the drivers out there, it was the best thing for everyone's interest for us to stop. You and Marty also? Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, the testing that we've done here before, has no bearing to what that was just then, so uh, I don't know. Back to the drawing board. See you next week. Scott, Scott Dixon just went three wide. Mark James with traffic as he clears that traffic. Hood. He's off of turn number two, still fighting him. Marco Andretti all over Scott Dixon, and they're battling it out with a 19 car of Mario Mores, the car well off the pace. They were able to clear him in turn number three, so a battle up front for the lead. Marco Andretti right now, Davey Hamilton, has a great race car. He had to clear Mark, uh, Mario Marias there, uh, but uh, that's what held him up momentarily because he was going after Scott Dixon in a big way, but it was a three-wide battle there coming through one and two. Man, he is all over, and he's been really gaining ground in traffic. That's where he passed... Castro Nevis, that's where he just got up to Dixon, uh, caught up to Scott, but I'll tell you, he is fast right now, there's no doubt about it. But we're going to keep our eye on the leaders, meantime we're also going to talk to Craig Russ, the president of Watkins Glen International, we'll be seeing him July 4th weekend, going to be a big time there at the Finger Lake regions of New York State, and uh, Craig, it's great to see you, and 
we don't uh, quite go this fast at Watkins Glen International. It's pretty quick uh, as, as we go through the S's, but just not quite this fast. Not quite this fast. <laughs> this is pretty exciting stuff. So what do we got coming up Fourth of July weekend? Well, we got a lot of stuff. We're excited about uh, having a you know the the larger field and everybody coming together. But between Kids Freer this year and the camping. Uh, we're doing a big concert on Saturday night, and certainly with Fourth of July, we're going to have a uh, huge fireworks celebration on Saturday night. Watkins Glen International, if you've never been there, one of the most scenic race sites in all of America, perhaps all of the world, and just a beautiful place to be, a great time of year to be there, and, you know, to come camp early, pitch your, your site, and uh, it, it's really kind of like a, having a racetrack run through a beautiful state park. It is. It, it's a beautiful part of the country, so those folks who haven't been there, Fourth of July weekend, and that time of year is a great time to be up there. Uh, great wineries, great lake. We're throwing a big party down at the lakefront on Friday. Uh, so we hope the fans check us out at theglen.com or racetickets.com and come on and visit. Greg Russ is the president of Watkins Glen International. We're going to see him 4th of July weekend. We'll get more details on that event momentarily. But the leader, Tony Kanan, or rather make that uh, the fourth place runner, Tony Kanan, has come off the racetrack. He is in on lap 70. Kevin Lee, you're there. So Tony Kanan is in and out uh, with 70 laps complete. The 15 of Buddy Rice also in and out. Uh, the number two car of A.J. Foyt, the fourth, in and out of the Vision Racing stall. We also see Enrique Bernardi and Oriol Servia on pit lane as uh, they will hit their mark. So they'll come to the attention of their crews. Uh, let's see, who else do we have on pit lane? Uh, the four car, that's the Delphi National Guard car of Vitor Mira. And here comes Marco Andretti. Marco, who has been challenging this evening, the leader, Scott Dixon, is in his pit stall. Kevin Lee, you're there. Marco Andretti has had a strong run going so far here today. He will change all four tires. They will have a clear exit on out, so a good time for Marco Andretti to take his stop, also under nine seconds. Ryan Briscoe on pit lane for Team Pinsky. Routine pit stop, no adjustments. Away he goes. Now they lay out for Elio Castroneves, who is on his way to his pit stall. Arriving as we speak, he hits the marks perfectly. Ethanol being put in. Four new Firestone Firehawks going on. No adjustments there either. A great pit stop by Elio Castroneves. Oh boy, even a greater stop, Kevin Lee, for the nine crew of uh, Scott Dixon as they got him in and out in about eight seconds. And what's important, too, is that he came in with Elio Castroneves on the same lap, and he got out ahead of Castroneves, so Dixon shouldn't lose any space. We're going to see Dan Weldon, who's now in front, coming in next time by. So here comes Dan Weldon, and uh, he is in right now, Kevin Lee. Weldon has marched from the back of the field to the front of the field. He has been challenging in the top five, took over the lead with Dixon coming in. They're going to make a front wing adjustment for Weldon, too. 9.3 seconds for Weldon. The ABC supply car of Darren Manning, the Foyd Racing car in and out. Marty Roth's uh, number 25 Sirius aircraft car continues to sit. The 19 of Mario Marias, the Sunny's barbecue car, is in and it is out. It looks like just about everyone has cycled through with the exception of Justin Wilson. Here comes the Newman Haas Lanigan car. So Justin Wilson, who early on made contact uh, with Will Powers. Uh, Justin Wilson will bring the McDonald's car, the 0-2, to the attention of the Newman Haas Lanigan team. So Wilson is in. The red car with the yellow McDonald's marking as uh, and Marco Andretti has gone to the front, Mark James. Marco Andretti, as we cycle through pit stops, 
is now being shown the leader with 74 of 200 laps complete. About a half a lap ago, he made that pass at the exit of turn number four, and since he has made the pass, he has pulled out to a five-car length advantage in the start-finish line. Let's keep in mind that Marco Andretti, Davey Hamilton, was 0 for 2 at this racetrack in two previous appearances here at Homestead Miami Speedway. It completed less than 80 laps. Yeah, it's impressive because he doesn't have a lot of time. He had broke a half shaft the first year. Last year, he just didn't feel comfortable, but man, he came around the outside of Scott Dixon. Holy I mean, up high, up in the loose stuff, wiggled that car around and just went right by him. So a great move by Marco Andretti as he makes the pass. So Marco Andretti on lap 73 nearly got into the wall as Dixon drove him pretty high as Marco went up there and saved it what looked like a very squirrely race car there. Yeah, no, he definitely was up in what we call the marbles, and that's where all the excess rubber goes off of these tires. I don't think Scott Dixon expected him to go up there. He has about a 10-car length lead over Scott Dixon right now. So Marco Andretti on lap number 73 on the high side of turn four, and I mean the very high side, (laughs) makes the pass, and he goes to the front. Marco Andretti out in front with 77 of 200 laps being shown complete. Craig Rust is here, the president of Watkins Glen International. Craig, before we say goodbye to you, where can fans who are going to make their uh, way to Watkins Glen on the July 4th weekend for the IndyCar Series event, where can they get all the ticket information? Uh, They can go online at racetickets.com or our website, theglen.com, and then we have an 866 number, the 866-989-RACE beautiful time of year. We hope everybody comes out and supports road racing in uh, the Finger Lakes. Absolutely. It is one of uh, the country's greatest historic tracks. In fact, when it comes to road racing in this country, there is uh, no area greater uh, history-wise than Watkins Glen. That's right. We're celebrating 60 years of racing, so they started back on the streets in 1948. Um, so we're, we're excited about it. We've got a great uh, schedule for the weekend. We're bringing up the historic F1 cars, so they'll be there. Uh, it should be a lot of fun, so we hope the fans come out and uh, join us. And driving the old original F1 course is such a great thing, <laughs> and uh, you just get an idea for what it was like uh, in those Back cars in as you drive through the park. It is it is really a neat experience. And Watkins Glen is to racing in this country when it comes to road course racing what Indianapolis is to oval racing, for sure. It, it really is. Brock Yates said we are the Yankee Stadium of, uh, of racetrack, so that's pretty nice. Craig, always great to see you. Looking forward to seeing you July 4th weekend. And uh, once again, one more time, the website uh, for fans to go to. Racetickets.com or theglen.com. Easy to remember. Craig, thanks so much for stopping by. We'll see you in just uh, about three months. Appreciate you having me. That's Craig Rust. He is the president of Watkins Glen International. We are showing 80 of 200 laps complete. Marco Andretti, Scott Dixon, Dan Weldon, Elio Castroneves, and Tony Kanan are your top five here at the Gainesville Auto Insurance Indy 300. We need to pause 10 seconds for station items. Identification. You're listening to the voice of Indy Racing. This is the IMS Radio Network. Mike King and the entire IMS Radio Network crew back at Homestead Miami Speedway, the 2008 IndyCar Series season opener. It's great to have you with us listening on great radio stations like WRIF-FM in Detroit, Michigan. WSTUAM in Stewart, Florida. WRCEAM in Watkins Glen, New York. WFNIAM in Indianapolis, Indiana. And KXLXAM in Irway Heights, Washington. Also, a big welcome to all of you listening on IndyCar.com, XM IndyCar 145, and XM Sports Nation. XM144. Mike King along with Davey Hamilton here in the broadcast booth overlooking the front straight. Mark James, my longtime broadcast partner, overlooking all the action in turn number two. In the pits, we've got Kevin Olson, 
Dave Wilson, Kevin Lee, and Bob Jenkins calling all the action. And, uh, boy, Davey, it's been uh, hot and heavy as far as action. Uh, great racing early on, and we saw Marco Andretti go to the front on lap number 73 as he made a very, very, very much a daring high side pass on Scott Dixon. It didn't look like Dixon knew he was up there. I don't think he did. I mean, Marco only had about six inches between himself and the wall, and uh, what a great pass. So, I mean, but Dixon's back up to speed. He's not that far behind him, but he's not really gaining on Marco. And I think this is kind of what we see the first race of every year. Is these guys, it's it's not only uh, the, the champ car guy's first time here, but it's the first race for all these other guys. Just getting back in the groove of things. It's night. It's it's a, it's a cold, it's a chill night out there, but it's nice. And a lot of different conditions from testing. We've had two yellow flags, uh, one uh, for debris, uh, and... Uh we are looking at a situation where we have five drivers that are out of the race. There was contact between Will Power and Justin Wilson after the uh, restart for the debris yellow flag. And uh, it turns out that Wilson's car was able to continue. Will Power's car was not. And Will Power parked his car with 24 laps complete. Hideki Muto and Bruno Juncaro were next out. Then Jay Howard and Marty Roth, the Roth Racing teammates, Davey, Parked their cars at essentially the exact same times. A big disappointment for that team, which had performed so well here during the open test. Well, as Jay said, they had a great test. I mean, they ran some almost 213-mile-an-hour laps. They were very fast. They had high expectations. But you know what? This is race time. Things change. You have to have a completely different setup. And, and Jay having to crash in uh, qualifying, that, that's what set him back. But I'd be interested to see um, exactly what happened to Marty's car. Ed Carpenter, uh, who, of course, uh, if you were with us last night on IndyCar.com for our live coverage of qualifying, uh, had qualified fast enough to grab the outside spot on row number one. He and his teammate, A.J. Foyt IV, had their qualifying times disallowed. They were moved to the back of the field, apparently a problem with the rear wings. Ed Carpenter then was coming through the field pretty well, Davey, but the team made a call that was a bad call. They decided to double stint their tires, and that was the improper call at the time, and Ed paid for it by losing a couple of laps. Yeah, Ed paid for it, and, you know, he's still in tenth position, but you're right. He's, uh, I think he's one lap down at this point. That's right, one lap down. Yeah, one lap down, but that was, uh, you know, probably hindsight, you know, just took a gamble, and they lost. So we take a look at the full field rundown as we approach the halfway point of tonight's Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Marco Andretti is out in front. Scott Dixon runs second. Dan Weldon is third. Elio Castroneves is fourth. Tony Canaan runs fifth. Ryan Briscoe runs sixth. Ryan hunter Ray is having a good night as he runs seventh. Danica Patrick is eighth. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, runs ninth. And all of those cars are on the lead lap. Ed Carpenter, we told you, one lap down in tenth place. Vitor Mira also finds himself a lap down. He is 11th. Buddy Rice is a lap down. He is in 12th place. Oriol Servia finds himself two laps down. He is in 13th place. Frank Pereira and Milkaduno round out the top 15. Darren Manning is 16th. Ernesto Vizo, he likes to be called EJ, so we'll call him EJ. He is currently 17th. Justin Wilson is 18th. Enrique Bernoldi is 19th. And Mario Marias is shown in 20th place. Out of the race and in 21st place, Marty Roth, 22nd place. Jay Howard, 23rd place. Bruno Junquera. Hideki Muto, a disappointing debut for the talented Japanese rookie as he is 24th. And Will Power, as we told you, the Aussie Vineyards car made contact uh, with the Justin Wilson machine on the restart, Davey. It's got to be disappointing for him as he winds up 25th here Yeah, tonight. Yeah, absolutely. That's a disappointment. But you know what? Those guys, no big accidents. I mean, it's going to be easy for them to fix them cars, and they, that's what they had in mind. They need to 
to load the cars on the trailer, get them ready for St. Pete, where everybody's going to be more comfortable, at least from the champ car side. One of the best battles on the track right now. Mark Jane's in front of you, Tony Kanan and Elio Castroneves. Tony Kanan and Elio, about a four-car length separation as they reach the halfway point of the back straightaway. They have been side-by-side at times over the last ten laps or so. Elio again with the advantage to the exit of four. Marco Andretti, though, uh, looks uh, to have a race car right now, Davey, that is very, very good. As Marco Andretti looking to make a statement here after a horrible sophomore season in 2007. Marco, who uh, had completed less laps than this in two prior starts here at uh, at uh, Homestead Miami Speedway, is now uh, the leader with 98 of 200 laps complete, and he is leading Scott Dixon by 1.6 seconds. Yeah, I mean, he went by actually Anthony Foyt, to, who right now is running in ninth place, and Marco went by him with ease to put him a lap down, and he is just on a rail out there flying. Last time by Marco Andretti at 209.058 miles an hour, his best speed of the evening, 211.405. As for Dan Weldon, who is looking to make history tonight by winning his fourth consecutive race at this racetrack, Weldon is currently being shown in third place, but Davey, he's got some work to do. He finds himself five seconds back. Yeah, he's got some work. Uh, I mean, he's came a long ways up. You know he's abusing that race car, but, you know, we have a few more pit stops, and what he needs is probably a yellow flag to kind of get him grouped up, but... Uh, this race, has, we're halfway, so it has a long ways to go. Danica Patrick just made a dicey move here in the front straight as she dove to the inside of uh, EJ Vizo, Mark James, as she got around the lap car. No problem in that pass for Danica Patrick. She sets tail down the back straightaway. Tony Kanad and Elio Castroneves. Well, Kanad got the better of Elio Castroneves last time by here. Through turn number two, he made the pass to the high side. Now he's starting to pull away a little bit. A five-car length advantage in the exit of two. Cross flags being displayed to the field as we are at the halfway point here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Marco Andretti is out front. Let's get an update on Roth Racing. Dave Wilson, you're in the garage area. Marty Russ said that they're as clueless as anybody. They don't know what went wrong with the car. He said he just could not steer it. And right now the crew checking all four corners, all four uh, wheels and tires and suspensions. They are thoughtless as to what might have happened on the 25 car also. Uh, Davey, we've heard that before. That's what Marco Andretti was telling us uh, last season, one year ago here with 52 laps complete, when he had to park that car and they had no idea what had happened. What happened, exactly. We've heard that before. And we've actually had, if you remember, uh, what race was with a road course, I think, with Dixon or somebody that had a steering uh, go bad and kind of veered all over the place just out of nowhere, I think, at Infineon. And, um, you know, sometimes just mechanical things go wrong or bind up in these race cars, and now it's their job, the crew's job, to have to find that. 102 of 200 laps are complete as we are watching uh, Marco Andretti right now stretch it out just a bit as Marco Andretti looks to start his 2008 season with a win here at Homestead Miami Speedway. The top five of the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300, Marco Andretti, Scott Dixon, Dan Weldon, Tony Kanaan, and Elio Castroneves. Back at Homestead Miami Speedway, third round of stops get underway early for Ed Carpenter. The number 20 Menards Vision Racing Machine is in with 107 laps complete. As he gets in, makes a four-tire change, so new Firehawks and a full load of ethanol. So the bright fluorescent yellow car back on the pit exit lane as he will rejoin the race where Marco Andretti is out in front. He leads Scott Dixon by two seconds with 108 of 200 laps being shown complete. Dan Weldon, Tony Kanan, and Elio Castroneves fill out the top five. Ryan Briscoe currently runs sixth. Then Ryan Hunter-Ray, Danica Patrick, A.J. Foyt the fourth, and Vitor Mira. Well, Firestone is proud to sponsor the Firestone Tirific Move of the Race Award. It's a $10,000 award that's going to be going to the 
driver using Firestone tires that is chosen via online fan voting from a list of three best move candidates decided by Firestone officials after each race. Of course, Firestone has been involved in the Indy Racing League since its inception in 1996. That makes this the 152nd consecutive race in which they have provided Firestone tires to the IndyCar Series competitors. And an even bigger day for Al Spire and company as the Firestone Indy Light Series made its re-debut, I guess is the best way to say it, Al. As we saw a young man from England, Dylan Battistini, surprise everybody and in his first Oval appearance win the first Indy Lights event of 2008. So uh, what a day it's been for Firestone. Yeah, fantastic day. I guess a rebirth of the Indy Light Series. Rebirth, that's a good it, way to say yes, it. Yeah, okay. yeah. re-debut, Coming that back. doesn't work at all. Yeah. It's a, a fresh start driven by tradition. I, I like that. I, I like that. It sounds like you've been doing some work with your marketing oh, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Al, we saw Ed Carpenter take a risky move out here uh, after uh, his first round of stops. Davey noticed it, that they were going to try to double stint the tires. No one else did it. Kind of bit him a little bit. Yeah, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I think particularly early on in the race, maybe when there's not as much of the Firestone rubber laid down on the track, that's more risky. I think it's more common that we see that work near the end of the race than in the beginning. Have you been pretty happy with the way the tires have performed here tonight? We haven't heard any complaints. Yes, I think, you know, some of the cars, particularly on these ovals, you know, you get the setup right. I'm sure Marco would say everything's really good right now, and some of the others that drift back, they're a little bit more frustrated. But they've all got the same tires. Uh, We've been really happy with the performance modified the tires a little bit for this year here at Homestead, but, you know, the tireific move of the race award, what we really wanted to do, there's so much great racing going on out here, Mike, week after week we see these moves, so we wanted to have an award that really rewarded a driver for doing some special performance on the track, and also acknowledge at the same time the Firestone Tires' contribution to that move. And now we talked about it, the, the nominations will be made, I guess, uh, you've got several people that are going to be giving input to Firestone, and then the Monday following the race, fans will be able to go to IndyCar.com and see the nominees and vote on what they believe the, the Firestone tireific move of the race will be. That's exactly right, Mike. We'll make some recommendations or choices. Allow me to nominate that move by Marco Andretti on the high side of four to get past Dixon on lap 73. I think it's a perfect <laughs> nomination, but, you know, we'll do that. Anybody really can have input to Firestone Racing on that, but it's the fans who are going to decide this award. So $10,000 once again to be awarded uh, to the drivers, $20,000 at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yes. And we'll announce it then right here in the booth at the, the at next the race, right? Race, exactly. Yeah. At St. Petersburg, we'll be able to tell all your fans listening on the radio who won the Firestone Tireific move of the race for Homestead. We see Milka Duno uh, is in and out, and whoa, she uh, gooses it a little bit there. Davey Hamilton coming out, the car got a little bit sideways. A little sideways, and she's on a rev limiter now. She's actually been having a good race, running has, fairly yeah. well. She's running in P16 right now, which is a great job for Milka. And I tell you what, the other female in the race, uh, she needs to gas it up because Marco Andretti's right behind her getting ready to put her lap down. That's Danica. And Dan Weldon has been picking his way through lap traffic and also got by uh, Scott Dixon. So Dan Weldon, who started uh, back in the back of the field after crashing his primary car during qualifying yesterday, has gone to second place. Let's keep in mind that Dan Weldon is looking to win his fourth consecutive race here tonight at Homestead Miami Speedway. Al Spire, the executive director of Firestone Racing, before we let you go, how busy is the last month? been for you? 
It's been quite busy, really, just making sure. Did you sure. think it could be pulled off, Al? I mean, real, realistically, when you heard about all of this, to see it happening here tonight, 25 cars on the grid, the number of teams making the transition, did you think it could happen? Well, you know, 23 cars for Firestone Indy Lights, 25 for IndyCar. Yeah, I, I knew it could happen. You've got so many good people working on this on both sides, and to see them all pulling together now is uh, something that's really, really special, and we're just glad to be a part of it. Al, it's always great to see you. Back to you in just a second. Uh, our leader, Marco Andretti is in on lap 118, Kevin Lee. Marco Andretti hits his spot. He is going to have to possibly wait for traffic to clear. His teammate Tony Kanaan comes right in front of him. He's not done yet. He is going to get out with no problem. Marco Andretti, a good stop back out on the chase. So Marco Andretti uh, re-enters the fray. Tony Kanaan, meantime, looks like kind of a long stop for TK there. He's the way. I did not have the clock on him. I was watching Marco, but Kanaan is back out. Danica Patrick, meanwhile, hits her mark. Patrick has been running on the lead lap after starting up near the front. She's lost a couple of spots, but she's still very much in the chase. Patrick changing all four tires. She is not going to make a front wing adjustment, and she's away in about 11 seconds to Bob Jenkins. Brian Briscoe relinquishes sixth position on the number six to make the pit stop routine very quick. No adjustments. Danica Patrick had a bit of a problem, Davey Hamilton, as they were fueling her car. Her car pulled away a little bit early. It cost her a couple of seconds. Well, and that, and Marco Andretti just went by her, so she just now went a lap down. Scott Dixon is in. Let's uh, go to Kevin Lee. Scott Dixon is in. He's led much of the way. Falling back to third place now after Marco Andretti got past him. His teammate Dan Weldon passed him for second not long ago. Good stop here. Nine seconds for target Chip Ganassi. Dan Weldon was the leader. He has peeled off the track in front of him. Uh, it looks like Vitor Mir has pulled away. Let's go back and uh, pick up the Dan Weldon pit stop, Kevin Lee. He had to dodge Vitor Mira, who was exiting his pit stall down the pit lane. Not much of a problem. Maybe just a slight slowdown for Dan Weldon. Great stop. Under nine seconds for Weldon. Bob Jenkins. And the other Penske driver, Elio Castro Nevis, is in. This is going to be even a quicker stop. A nice move. Elio is back in the race. So Elio Castro Nevis in and out. A good round of stops there. Davey Hamilton, you see any problems there? Looks like all the leaders are on their marks I tell tonight. you what, everybody, everybody through the entire field made clean pit stops, no real issues. They all got out clean. And sometimes pit stops bring yellows. This wasn't one of them. So Marco Andretti was the first of the leaders to pit on lap 118. So Davey looks like we'll have more, one more round of pit stops coming to Lap, about lap 160. Yeah, they'll make one more round of stops. They'll probably stretch it out as long as they can or until a yellow comes out. Al Spire, we're looking forward to that first round of nominations for the Firestone Tirific move of the race and uh, can't wait to see you at St. Pe- St. Petersburg next weekend to announce the winner. Thank you very much, Mike. We're looking forward. Thanks for all you guys do for us. We oh, really appreciate well, let me it. Tell Firestone you. Racing is one of your best supporters. Well, thanks to, for everything you guys have done to, to help make this happen because certainly the manufacturers have been the biggest part of all this uh, happening for the unification of these two series. Al Spire, the executive director of Firestone Racing. Make sure you go to IndyCar.com on Monday and make your vote count for the Firestone Tirific move of the race. KO, let's Let's uh, go down to you, uh, a recap of uh, those pit stalls in your area. I had Ryan Hunter-Ray in and out just under nine seconds, along with Vitor Mira, about the same, no changes, four tires. With 124 laps being shown complete, Marco Andretti has gone back out front as we have cycled through and we're running now the way we were when stop started on lap 118. Marco Andretti is the leader. Once again, back out in front of Dan Weldon by about 2.3 seconds. And Davey Hamilton, you know, 
I think that Weldon probably lost a second or two as he had to check up there on pit lane as Vitor Mira kind of came across his wake there. Uh, as, as Vitor was exiting his pit stall, Weldon had to get out of the gas just a little bit. It, it was tight right there, but I don't think it cost him a lot because I think this crew guy's made up for him. He did gain a position. He was in third going into the stops. He is in second now, so uh, they still pulled off a great stop. So with 125 of the 200 laps will run here at the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300, Marco Andretti, Dan Weldon, Scott Dixon, Tony Kanan, and Ryan Briscoe. That's your top five. Yellow flag is out here at the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. A two-car incident in turn number two as Milkaduno Davy Hamilton, the car spun, the Sitco machine spun, and collected the sixth car of Ryan Briscoe. Yeah, Ryan had nowhere to go. She, she lost control. The car took off off the racetrack. I mean, Ryan did a superb job, did everything possibly that he could do, which is move up as close as he can to the wall to get by her, just caught the very back of his car and put him out of the game. Well, unfortunate for Ryan Briscoe. Uh, he was having a pretty good outing at the time, and uh, Davey, nowhere to go. He went just about as high on the racetrack as he possibly could to avoid it and was a split second away from being able to totally avoid the incident and just ran out of racetrack. Just ran out of racetrack. We're seeing it again. And, man, I, I remember those days in Texas, and uh, a guy blowing a motor and spinning up, and I had that same situation. And, I mean, you can only do so much, and Ryan did all he could, and it just wasn't enough to, uh, to get through there. Well, let's hear from Roger Pinsky. He is the race strategist, calls the race for Ryan Briscoe. Let's get his take on this incident. Let's go to Bob Jenkins. Well, Roger, you've been in this business a long time and have seen this many times, and that is your driver being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, I guess it's just one of those things. The car in front of us spun. Uh, we knew we were the lap car. We were going around, I said, 23. Uh, uh, keep an eye on it. And, of course, he went to the outside and spun and got caught in the, you know, in the rear wing. But uh, one of those things... Uh, Good racing, uh, good for the fans. We're glad to see everything together, and uh, we'll see you at St. Pete. And Ryan was having a great race up until that point. He was doing a great job. I think he was minding P's and Q's. He was uh, staying on the lead lap. That's what we wanted to do today, but uh, unfortunately we got taken out. Thanks, Roger. So that's Roger Pinsky, uh, who is looking uh, to uh, complete an interesting uh, Sunshine State trifecta tonight. It's what I called a little bit earlier in talking to him, the fact that he won the season opening, uh, course, NASCAR event at Daytona here in Florida. He won the season opening American Le Mans Series event, the 12 Hours of Sebring, obviously. And here tonight, he can win the IndyCar Series season opener. Still has Elio Castroneves out there. It would be interesting, though, to be able to win the season openers for all three of those major series in this state. It would be a, just another unique notch uh, on, on his uh, trophy kit. Yeah, you know, he needs some more notches because he doesn't yeah. quite have them all. But but uh, you're right. I mean, he only has one uh, one uh, bullet in the gun right now, though, where yep. those others he had two, and, and uh, he was able to pull it off. And, and it was great to see him win those races, especially Daytona. He's tried it for so long. And, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously Elio knows how to win races, and he's in P5 right now, and it can still happen. Yeah, so Elio Castroneves is now the lone team Penske car on track, currently running in fifth place. Let's hear uh, what the Dryer and Reinbold team has to say about what happened to Milkaduno. Let's get uh, their take from Robbie Buell, one of the team owners, is with Kevin Olson. Well, Robbie, uh, Milka had a heck of a good run going there, and I thought she did a good job. Did What did she say happened? Uh, she was doing a good job, pretty happy with the car, pretty comfortable, and that was part of our plan is just to have comments. But, you know, you look at it on the replay and uh, just talk to her briefly. She's okay, but just got in there, and the car stepped out, you know, just lost it all on her own. 
Thank you very much. That's Robbie Beal. So Robbie Buell, uh, and uh, just uh, pretty much the way we saw it on the replay as Milkaduna was having a good run up to that point, but the yellow flag flies uh, with 128 laps being shown complete. Uh, three laps have now been completed under yellow. Here's your full field rundown. Marco Andretti is the leader. Dan Weldon runs second. Scott Dixon is third. Tony Kanan is fourth. Elio Castroneves runs in fifth place. Ryan Hunter Ray having a great night for the Ray Hall Letterman Racing Team. He is shown in sixth place, but he does find himself one lap down at this point. Danica Patrick is seventh, also a lap down. Same story for A.J. Foyt, the fourth, and Ed Carpenter. Vitor Mira runs in tenth place. Buddy Rice is eleventh. Oriol Servia is twelfth. Darren Manning is thirteenth. Frank Pereira is fourteenth. Ryan Briscoe suffers the crash, currently shown in fifteenth, but will drop on the restart. Justin Wilson is sixteenth. E.J. Viso is seventeenth. Mil Caduno currently shown in eighteenth place. Her position will drop when we go back to green flag racing. Enrique Bernoldi shown in nineteenth place. Mario Marias shown in 20th. Joining uh, Ryan Briscoe and Milka Duna on the sidelines, Marty Roth shown in 21st place, Jay Howard 22nd, Bruno Jancara 23rd, Hideki Muto 24th, Will Power 25th. The top five at the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 with 131 of 200 laps complete, Marco Andretti, Dan Weldon, Scott Dixon, Tony Kanan, and Elio Castroneves. Getting you up to speed on all of today's IndyCar Series action. It's time for The Whip. The Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 under a yellow flag condition after contact in turn two for an incident involving uh, Ryan Briscoe and Milka Duno. The top ten, Marco Andretti, Dan Weldon, Scott Dixon, Tony Kanan, and Elio Castroneves. Ryan Hunter-Ray is sixth. Danica Patrick is seventh. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, is eighth. Ed Carpenter is ninth. And Vitor Mira is tenth. Hard luck for Ryan Briscoe. He started fifth and ran as high as fifth. He, of course, uh, the unenviable task of filling the seat vacated by Sam Hornish Jr. and also the same car that Jill DeFerrin drove to an Indianapolis 500 championship. A great evening for Marco Andretti off of the sophomore slump, a season which saw him with 10 DNFs one year ago. He led a total of 43 laps. He has exceeded that, has led over 50 laps here tonight. Elio Castro Nevis now is the lone driver for Team Penske, and he makes a pit stop. It will be ethanol only, no change of tires. There he goes. There's pit action down the other way with Kevin Lee. Danica Patrick also came in, and she's going to beat Elio back out, but Danica is a lap down. Elio has been the last car running fifth on the lead lap. Up front with the strong teams, they've had perfect pit stops, and Marco Andretti's move on the track has him out front. Davey Hamilton, uh, with 66 laps remaining, your impressions of the first 134 here tonight. You know, I think everybody's doing a great job. They're keeping, you know, one, one accident, really, that, that took out two cars. Fortunately, there are cars that have been with the league. They have spares to go into next week. But, you know, I'm going to give a little bit of hats off to Oreo Servia. Uh, he's running 12th place right now, KV Racing, uh, putting together a strong effort for him. He's running good. He's getting used to, He's been on these ovals, so it's a little bit unfair. But you know what? He's doing a great job, and... and um, you know, hats off to those guys because they've been an uphill battle in very few um, hours and days to put these tar cars together for them to come and join us. Oriol Servia called it a bit of a miracle in his uh, estimation that all of this happened as quickly as it happened. In fact, he told me that uh, he was talking with uh, some other drivers saying in November this might happen. And when it didn't, he said he gave up all hope on unification. He said when someone told him in February that it was actually going to happen, he figured there was no way. And uh, we talked uh, during the test here on Tuesday night, and he said, I really consider this a miracle of sorts. Oriol Servi also said it's risk versus reward here tonight. 
don't take too many risks risk or it's going to cost you a big reward, and that reward is being able to race next weekend in St. Pete. Yeah, and where these guys are master, they came from road courses and street courses. These guys, even though they're new cars and it's a new series, I expect to see their performance there much better than on these ovals. So uh, Ryan Briscoe and Milka Duno, once again, the two-car incident, and uh, we will uh, hopefully be talking to both of them uh, momentarily. Uh, in fact, uh, Dave Wilson, you've caught up with Ryan Briscoe. Ryan, it's a game of inches. You almost missed that one. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I was, I was committed up high as she was going around. And at that point, you know, I just got on the gas and thought it's going to be tight and got as close to the wall as I could. But she still came up and collected me. So, you know, it's just such a shame. You know, my first race at Team Penske and we were running so solid, you know. We were just running this race for me to get back up into a rhythm of things in the IndyCar series. We just wanted to collect some good points. We didn't need to lead every lap today or anything. We just wanted to have a good solid race and not have happen what happened there. But, you know, it, it was a, an accident that was really out of our hands. I was the wrong place at the wrong time. And, uh, you know, full compliments to, uh, to my team. You know, it's been a great race, great first race, and I'm just so excited to be at Team Penske at the moment. How was passing traffic out there? I know there's a bunch of it out there. Were guys getting out of your way when they needed to? Yeah, they've been pretty good. You know, there there are a lot of cars and teams I think that are just trying to get used to to this oval business and probably running a bit slower than what we're used to. But the drivers are doing a great job. They're sticking to their line and they're making it easy for us, you know, to make a decision of where to go around them. So, you know, I'd say uh, for the most part it's been pretty good. Uh, hopefully, as the season goes on, you know, they'll pick up their speed and and we're going to have some uh, really tight racing for the rest of the season. Well, good luck for the rest of the year. You look like you're back in the groove in good shape, Ryan. Good luck, buddy. Thanks a lot. Ryan Briscoe, guys. Yep, so Ryan Briscoe out of this one early. And uh, Ryan Briscoe, Davey, looked like he might have had a top-five race car, but uh, that's not going to be the case. Uh, the score sheet will show show him probably no better t- tonight than uh, 18th or 19th by the time uh, it uh, it all shakes out because uh, we've got a couple of cars on track in Mario Marias and Enrique Bernoldi uh, with uh, just, uh, what is it, uh, ten more laps, eight more laps? No, th- uh, actually, just one more lap. They will move past Ryan Briscoe as they were a couple laps down to yeah. him. When the incident occurred. And he, he was running sixth place. He, and I think that he was, uh, yeah, let me look at Ryan was actually the last guy um, on the lead lap um, in sixth place. But he was in no threat to go a lap down. He was up with the front pack and, and those leaders. And, and right now, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Hunter Ray takes his place, but he is one lap down. Well, the uh, cleanup continues, and it looks like the Delphi safety team about to wrap up here in a couple of minutes. Let's get one more break out of the way. The top five at the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300, Marco Andretti, Dan Weldon, Scott Dick and Tony Canaan and Elio Castroneves. Back at the Gaines Go Auto Insurance Indy 300 at Homestead, Miami Speedway. Dave Wilson with Milka Duno. Milka, looks like you had a solid race going there. What happened to your car? Uh, I don't know. The person that was in front, it was in the middle line, the, in the corner. Um, he was in the middle, like the inside, and he crossed in the middle of the corner. He didn't know what he was doing. Do you feel a lot more comfortable than you did a year ago at your first race? Are you a lot more comfortable? Yes, of course. And I have a little help for my team, for all my guys. And the thing that happened was for the other no smart person that was driving in front of me. So. 
Very disappointed, Milka Duno. Thank you, Milka. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure, David, who she's talking about. It looked like from the replay we saw, the spin took place with no one within several car lengths of her, but uh, maybe we'll get another look. It looks like a little bit of strategy playing out here. The 33 of EJ Vizo and the 02 of Justin Wilson making a late stop here as we get the furled green. They're trying to going to try to get out, and they uh, fill it as late as they can. David, they're going to, it looks like, try to go the distance. they got nothing to lose here by gambling, but it looks like they're going to try to go the last 60 laps on this uh, full load of fuel. That, I don't think they can do that's it. That's going to be very tough. If it goes green, I say there's no way. If, they, if another yellow comes out, you never know. And and I think some couple of these guys are going to go another lap down because they pitted so late. Marco Andretti, Dan Weldon, Scott Dixon, Tony Kanan, and Elio Castroneves, the top five as we go back to green flag racing. 141 laps, Mark Jane, shown complete. Great restart by Marco Andretti. Distance himself, 20. The 17th car of Ryan Hunter Ray stands in the way of Dan Weldon, and he starts to chase the leader down the back straightaway. I'm going to tell you what, Marco Andretti, Davey, is on his game tonight 100%. Of course, we saw him win as a rookie at Infineon, but tonight, he is a driver on a mission. That was a great restart, like Mike, uh, Mark said. Yeah, he did a great job. Let me tell you something else. Um, Woo! Or, uh, that four-wide da- battle Danica. right there. Mark James, look at this battle coming to you a bit back in the pack. Danica Patrick is peddling plenty past the handful of cars in the midway point of the back straightaway, including the number two car of A.J. Point the fourth. So Danica Patrick up on the wheel now on the restart. Dave, you were impressed by that move. <laughs> she passed four cars in one corner. I mean, and it went not the, let me tell you who she passed. Ed Carpenter, Elio Castroneves, Anthony Foy. I mean, some good, good cars. And Vitor Mera. She went by those guys like they were stopped. Boy, so Danica Patrick pedaled to the metal on lap 142 as we are showing 143, a complete working lap 144. But out in front, Marco Andretti with the great restart. Question now, can Dan Weldon chase him down? 1.2 seconds behind last time by. Here comes Marco. There's Weldon. Mark James, no lap traffic separating them. 1.29 seconds is the margin. Nice comfort zone for Marco Andretti. There goes Dan Weldon. Then Tony Ganon, who grabbed that spot a couple of laps ago. Scott Dixon now trying to pick off Ryan Hunter-Ray as they head toward turn three. Top five, Marco Andretti, Dan Weldon, Tony Ganon, Scott Dixon, Elio. Castro Neves filling out the top 10. Ryan Hunter Ray, he's up there running with the leaders, but he is one lap down. Danica Patrick, who just made the great move a couple of laps earlier, also a lap down as she passed four cars in one corner. She is shown in seventh. AJ Foyt, the fourth, is eighth. Ed Carpenter, ninth. Vitor Mira, tenth. Davey, I think the most impressive thing about that move is the fact that everybody she passed it was for position. It was for position. You know, I, I tell you what, I, Roger Pinsky, you know, I think that he may have something up his sleeve. Elio Castroneves is just kind of cruising around there. Yep. He is right now on the lead lap, running in fifth position. He's a, he has more fuel than anybody else. He made a late pit stop. And if uh, if anybody knows how to stretch fuel, it's Roger. And he they may be working on that strategy right now. He, as you can see, he's not pretty, just kind of cruising around there. Yep. And uh, keep in mind that we are back to a situation this year where fuel settings come into play. That's Unlike right. Unlike last year where you only had, as, as, of, you know, the, as of the second half of the season, you only had two fuel settings. You could either be green or yellow. This year you've got several fuel settings, so fuel strategy does come into play yeah, here in 2008. Yeah, and I just, I just have a feeling, the way I'm watching Elio right now, he's the last guy on the lead lap. He has nothing to lose. He could slow down. He could lose a lot of ground to leaders. He could save fuel. And, um, you know, I, I have to think that that's what uh, that, that team's trying to do. So you think that Roger Penske at this point is gambling that there's going to be another yellow flag perhaps? Well, e- either either another yellow flag or... You think he may, can go the distance Well, I don't green? think so, but, you know, Roger has a lot better calculator than I have. <laughs> 
Well, Elio Castroneves will go side-by-side, side, Mark James, with Buddy Rice, and uh, he will get past Buddy as he clears him in two. And the four-car of Vitor Mira is next for Elio Castroneves. In the exit of turn number two, he pulls up to within two car lengths of the next car that he needs to pick off. Again, that's the Delphi National Guard machine of Vitor Mira. They're together in turn four. And Mark, suddenly Tony Kanan, it seems like, uh, has found another gear in that car because he is beginning now to close rapidly on Dan Weldon. A couple of laps ago, he slipped around Scott Dixon, and now he pulls up and back on Dan Weldon in the setup in turn number three. Kanan within four car lengths, but Weldon appears to have pushed the button for now at the exit of turn four. Tony Kanan last time by at 209.884 miles an hour, but he is closing the gap on second place Dan Weldon, and here comes Scott Dixon, Mark James, as he runs fourth. We're about to see this thing tighten up big time. Yeah, those three going to get together, I think, pretty soon. Right now, Dixon and Kanan a little closer. Weldon has a little more breathing room. They'll slide up the banking towards turn number three. They'll let the car brush back down low at the setup of turn four. A wide swing for Tony Kanan at the exit of turn four. And here comes the other target car. That's the nine of Scott Dixon. He led early. He's going to try to set up Tony Kanan for third place in one. Dixon a little more comfortable to the bottom side of the racetrack. Again, at the exit of one, he had the left side below the white line. They almost touch as Kanan comes off the hill at the exit of turn number two. They're side by side in turn three. Here comes Scott Dixon to the low side, Davey Hamilton. It looks like another qualifying lap for Scott Dixon, but he worked up to the middle groove that time, and they are continuing side by side. Davey, a great battle here. Side by side with about about six inches in between them, but they're giving them enough room to race. But Scott Dixon's putting the pressure on Tony Kanaan gaining on Dan Weldon and Marco Andretti doing it. Yeah, that's the impressive thing right now is those two guys battle behind Dan Weldon. They're continuing to catch up to Dan Weldon. Is now about five car lengths. Separates second place from third and fourth. Dixon on the low side. Kanan on the high side. Off of turn number four at 210 miles an hour. All three of them now. Mark James trying to chase down the leader. Marco Andretti in two. Looking at all those former race winners and series champions slugging it out here as the sparks continue to fly under the fabulous line at Homestead Miami Speedway. Kanad has it by about a half a car length, but now they'll pull side by side again at four. The separation between the four cars, 1.1 seconds as they come off of turn number four. Marco Andretti across the line, completes 154. Dixon for right now, going to tuck in behind Kanando. Here he comes to the low side again. Dan Weldon's mirrors both of them full. Left side of his teammate, right side of Tony Kanad, his former teammate. Dixon with a bit of an advantage. Now Kanad grabs the spot. He'll tuck up behind Weldon. So Tony Kanad will pull to the rear wing of Dan Weldon and now the draft will come into effect big time. Kanan runs behind Weldon. Dixon runs behind Kanan. They're trying to track down Marco Andretti who right now is up in front by six tenths of a second. They'll all get a great run in an attempt to track Marco down running low on the racetrack as Enrique Bernoulli does a great job of staying out of the way, letting those guys race. The front four continue to close up as we head toward the main straightaway. Scott Dixon gets a nice run on Kanan in the middle of the back straight. He's going to make the pass, Davey Hamilton as he sets him up there through three and four. Well, he's made a bit barely. Tony's coming back on the outside, going down into turn one. This is the battle for third place. Make it, uh, th- yeah, third place. Mark James off of turn number two. And again, this side-by-side battle. Weldon's not been able to pull away from them. Normally, that's what you see. They'll stay side-by-side as they enter three. Now, Kanan grabs the spot. He looks a little stronger at the exit of the back straightaway. Dixon always gets a great run, though, at the exit of four. And the gap between first, second, third, and fourth will shrink again. Now it's down to 59 hundredths of a second. Marco Andretti, Dan Weldon, Tony Kanan, and Scott Dixon chasing each other off of turn 
turn number two. Kanad with some room, pulls up on Weldon just a little bit. They appear to be reeling that 26 black and white machine of Marco Andretti in. Weldon, Kanad, pull away from Dixon a bit at the end, turn four. 158 of 200 laps will be complete this time by Marco Andretti out in front of Scott Dixon, Dan Weldon, and uh, Tony Kanad as now the margin is 54 hundredths of a second. Kanad for now grabs second place. He grabbed it to the low side of the setup of turn number one. Now Dixon roars off of turn number two and wants to go to Kanad's low side in the entrance of three. Meantime, Davey Hamilton, is Elio Castroneves laying back here in the bushes or is he watching the leaders pull away? Well, I think he's laying back in the bushes. He's, only, he's a half a lap back. He's still just running conservative speeds. We know he could run with the leaders. He's been doing it all day long. I still think he's on a field strategy. The question is, is it enough? Does yellow have to come out for it to work? Here comes Tony Kanan, 42 hundredths of a second last time by. He has cut nearly three-tenths of a second off the lead by Marco Andretti. Trimming it lap by lap by lap. It's going to be even more narrow this time by. Less than five car lengths across the line. It's down to 23 hundredths of a second, Mark James. Here's the battle for the lead coming your way. Marco Andretti got bottled up behind a slower car. That was the 19 car of Mario Marias, and that allowed Tony Kanan to grab the spot. So Tony Kanan, with 160 laps complete, will take the lead. And boy, I tell you what, you talk about timing, Davey Hamilton. TK used it to perfection that time. Yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, Marco, that lap car looked like he was going to go in, go in the middle of the racetrack. Marco went to the high side. The guy pulled up right in front of him, and he had to get on the binders, let the, the whole bottom wide open to Tony. So Tony Kanan, who had been trying to chase down Marco Andretti, his teammate for the last 15 laps, finally gets to him 65 hundredths of a second now as TK goes to the front. 161 laps complete. Let's go downstairs to Bob Jenkins. Well, we've been listening to radio conversations between Tim Sendrick and Elio Castro Nevis, and it would lead me to believe that, indeed, he is just laying back. He said a couple of things. First of all, he said, let's just see what happens, and then said, we got to go. And by that, I think he Ah. meant, we realize we can't win this race. We can, however, maybe make it with a fuel strategy, and that is indeed what he's doing. Well, uh, it looks like now, Davey, everybody going to have to make one more stop, but it certainly appears that Roger Penske was thinking what you were thinking. Yeah, I think so, and he still has a half a lap um, on Tony Kanaan before he goes a lap down, so he's still running plenty fast to, to, to keep on that lead lap, and uh, you know, when those leaders pull in, and if Elio doesn't, that's plenty of time that, that he could take over that lead. Enrique Bernoldi in the Conquest Racing Machine will make his final stop of the night. Let's see if he will. They're holding him in, holding him in the pit stall. Looked like a routine stop, but now it looks like there could be a problem for Bernoldi. Being told, uh, Kevin Lee, that we're going to see Tony Kanan in 10 laps, so that's lap 174, correct? That's when we should see the leader coming in. By the way, we've been watching to see if Elio can stretch. Remember, Danica came in for... One more extra splash. I talked to Michael Andretti, and he said with a lot of help, they could go the rest of the way, but they can't even think about it unless there are quite a few yellow laps. Yeah, I would think that they would have to see Davey at the bare minimum, a half a dozen uh, yellow flag laps, just to be able to, to dial it back enough to be able to save enough fuel to go the 60 laps on a load. Well, Danica, she's not saving fuel. I'll tell you that right now. She went by so many guys, and she is on the gas. She's running fast, fast speeds. Raelio, no, he's saving fuel. Is it enough? It's going to be hard to say. We're just going to have to find out. I don't think he can make it, but, uh, you know, you never know. Enrique Bernoldi, uh, who had been running a fairly consistent race, 
Chase out there. Looked like he was making uh, just a routine stop, but a handling issue will park that car with 166 of 200 laps being uh, shown complete. So Enrique Bernoldi in his first IndyCar Series start, he is finished for the evening. We'll try to get thoughts from him in just a couple of minutes. Tony Kanaan went to the front on lap 160 as he used the car of Mario Marias as a pick. In turn number one, blew past Marco Andretti to take the lead from his young teammate. In fact, Marco turned the ripe old age of 21 last week and celebrated at the Palms in Las Vegas. Right now, your top five of the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 at Homestead Miami Speedway. Tony Kanaan is out in front. Marco Andretti is second. Dan Weldon is third. Scott Dixon is fourth. And Elio Castroneves runs fifth. Well, the 2008 IndyCar Series season opener, the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Been relatively clean, but action-packed at time. Mark James, like right now, the leader's trying to get through lap traffic off of two. All kinds of lap traffic for the likes of Scott Dixon and Dan Weldon to have to work their way through. Marco Andretti and Tony Kanaan was able to clear that lap traffic in the setup of turn four. Tony Kanaan is going to make his final pit stop of this race with 173 laps complete. So our leader is off of the track. Tony Kanaan, who took the lead on lap 160 as he used Mario Marias as a pick car and got past uh, Marco Andretti. Here comes TK, the 7-Eleven Slurpee car. Kevin Olsen is there. Kevin Lee, you're there. Tony Kanaan won five times last season, the most in the IndyCar Series, but finished third in the championship. He calls South Florida his home now, and this is an excellent stop. Six seconds while changing tires. About seven seconds in reality, but as quick as you're going to get for Kanaan. Well, that is a great stop, Davey. Now, clearly it was a time stop in yeah. terms of fuel. Yeah, they only have to go, what, 30, 20, some, what, 26 laps. So that's all the fuel they want to put in is 26 laps worth. Here's another guy that's had a good night, uh, the number 17, uh, driven by Ryan hunter Ray, making his first ever start here on what he calls his home racetrack. Homestead Miami Speedway. He's a native of Boca Raton, Florida. We see the 15 of Buddy Rice making his final stop. But Ryan Hunter Ray, Davey Hamilton, has had a very solid night. A very good night. You know, right now he's running in the ninth position, but he's going to gain some spots, I think, after this pit round. Marco Andretti, another one of the strong cars tonight. He is uh, going to peel off the track. He heads to his pit stall. Kevin Lee, you're there. Marco Andretti has not won in an oval yet in the IndyCar Series. He's had a nightmare first two appearances here at Homestead Miami Speedway. It's been excellent tonight and a great Final stop for Marco, just over seven seconds. So Marco Andretti is in and he is out. It looks like uh, the four car, Vitor Mira, going to pit, as is the two car of A.J. Foyt, the fourth. The nine car of Scott Dixon. Scott Dixon is on pit lane, and Kevin uh, Lee, he heads your way. Scott Dixon coming in. He will hit his marks. Everybody else has been getting in and out very quick. They don't need a full load of fuel. That's why the pit stops are a little shorter here. And this one is also excellent for Scott Dixon and Target Chip Ganassi. So Scott Dixon is in and he is away. Ed Carpenter is on the pit entry lane. So Ed Carpenter will be making his final stop. Kevin Olson, if you've got him, let's hear from Enrique Bernoldi as uh, his car uh, was... Uh, parked uh, just a few laps earlier with a handling problem. Well, Enrique, you made it to about lap 170. Why are you out of the race? Because I, I, I was, my car was was losing speed from the beginning, and it was just getting worse and worse. So we we ran out of tires because we had we tried to put new tires to get to get the car up to speed, but the car was just losing speed, so it was no point to be in the, in the race anymore. Thank you. That's Enrique Bernaldi. Okay, meantime, Dan Weldon is in his pit stall. Kevin Lee. Dan Weldon is pitted in the very first stall. He's got a clean exit here. 
He has been near the front after starting in 22nd position, and he's away in eight seconds. It's a little bit slower than the other pit stops we've seen so far, and he's going to rejoin the fight right now. Yeah, Dan Weldon going to have a lot of digging to do if he's going to win this one. Look who's out in front, Elio Castro-Nevis, but Davey's still got to make that final pit stop. Well, if he has to make that final pit stop, that's yeah. the whole question. I mean, there's nobody, they're not laying out. Oh, here they come. Yeah, they're laying out right now. So yeah. that, that strategy and that theory, they've obviously seen it's not going to work. No sense leaving them out there. Might as well feel them up and let them go. And the question is, uh, when Elio Castroneves comes back out on track, if, in fact, he had been conserving fuel, how much faster will we see him than we were seeing in these uh, previous Well, laps? you know, I'd have to think of quite a bit. I mean, his last laps are in the, you know, the low 200s, and, and uh, we know he could run in the 210s uh, very easily. Wait a second. If they run him out of fuel, they I, I, I'm seeing that uh, his last lap was 196 miles an hour. That doesn't seem quite right. He was in traffic. Right. He yeah. was in some traffic. Okay, because yeah. I thought that Elio was still at speed. I was a little surprised when I looked down and saw that, but that is not the case. Elio Castroneves has peeled off the racetrack. He'll get on the binders as he crosses the timing line on to pit lane. 60 mile an hour speed limit for the IndyCar Series machines here at Homestead Miami Speedway. So Elio Castroneves, the world's fastest dancer, Bob Jenkins is in for his final pit stop. Well, the strategy just didn't work out. 19 laps from the finish. Elio will take on ethanol and get four new Firestone Firehawks. It's a quick pit stop, but yeah, pretty good stop for Elio Castroneves, Davey, but uh, the strategy, well, you know, we still have 19 laps to go in this race, so they didn't come close. Yeah, they, I think they probably seen it and thought, no sense, just wait till the end of risking it. Let's just get him out there, run full rich, and let him get some speed. Now, Danik is the other one that's going to have to make a final pit stop. She's in uh, second place behind Kanan right now, but she will have to make another stop. Right now, the top five, Tony Kanan, Danica Patrick, Scott Dixon, Marco Andretti, and Dan Weldon. That's the way it runs. Elio Castroneves currently sixth after that final stop. Ryan Hunter-Ray is seventh. Ed Carpenter is eighth. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, is ninth. And Vitor Mira is tenth. want to say welcome to all of you listening to us on KXEXAM in Fresno, California, WMRS-FM in Monticello, Indiana, WICO-AM in Salisbury, Maryland, WKVA-AM in Lewistown, Pennsylvania, WTAR-AM in Norfolk, Virginia. That's where I was born. Lee Memorial Hospital in Norfolk, Virginia. It's great to have you there. Maybe we have some... Uh, fans and relatives listening in the Hampton, Norfolk, Newport News area. And by the way, I want to say uh, a good evening and a welcome to the 2008 season to all of you that have gathered at the Brickyard Crossing Pavilion there for the season opening IndyCar Series party. Great to have you listening to us tonight uh, as uh, we are here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Wish you could all be here on a beautiful South Florida night as we continue to watch these lightning fast cars run under the lights here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Attention to your downforce members. Your code word for the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 is tires. Please go to your downforce homepage, click on the earn points section, then enter the secret word under the radio portion. You're going to be receiving 200 points. Again, the code word is tires. Thanks for listening to live coverage tonight of the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 as we come to you from Homestead, Miami Speedway. Danica Patrick going to make her final stop. The Motorola car comes to a stop in front of Kevin Lee. Well, she had fallen a lap down, so it was worth the gamble to try to come in for that extra stop and hope for some 
some yellows. It's not going to work. She will take four tires here, and this stop is a little bit slow in getting away. Back out, and we'll try to work her way back to the lead lap. She had a problem a bit earlier. Oreo Servia makes his final stop of the race, the KV Racing Technology car, the Newman Haas Lanigan McDonald's machine of Justin Wilson in and out for the final stop of the race. 186 of 200 laps being shown complete. Davey, we talked about changes at the top of the show. You know, we talked about in the past six weeks, three former bachelors are now married men. Teammates, Scott Dixon and Dan Weldon, both got married in the last six weeks. And Vitor Mira got married in the last six days <laughs> as he and his fiance went to Las Vegas and said, hey, heck with the big ceremony. We're just going to go to Vegas and Viva get married Las there Vegas. in Little White exactly. Chapel. There yeah, exactly. And we talked about the past six months, three IndyCar Series drivers who have become fathers for the first time. That's a life-changing experience for sure. Tony Kanan, Ed Carpenter, and Alex Lloyd, all welcome to fatherhood. And it didn't slow him down, by the way. If nope. you notice, the new uh, daddy, Tony Kanaan, is dominating this race at this point. Uh, he says he's got to, you know, make more money because Leonardo's <laughs> eating a lot already. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, and if you haven't had a chance to see the new IndyCar Series magazine, uh, there's a great feature on Tony Kanaan, and there's also a great picture of Tony, his wife, Danny, and and uh, the little one, Leonardo. And, boy, I tell you, he is a chip off the old yeah. block. He looks there just like no TK. There is no doubt who his daddy is. Right down to the point on the top of his head. Looks just <laughs> like TK. But Tony Kanaan right now, he may be celebrating David tonight in victory lane for the first time as a dad because uh, he is looking strong as Tony Kanaan leads by 2.3 seconds. Ten laps to go. I mean, nobody, no pressure at all. He just needs to bring it home. Just bring it home with no no uh, getting in trouble with lap cars or no mechanical failures. He's looking good. I still think, uh, you know, we were talking to Al Spire about moves for the tireific move of the race. I think Marco had one up. I think Tony Kanaan had the other one where he made that move in turn number one to get yeah. past Marco Andretti. Yeah, I don't think it was near as brave as Marco's, but uh, it was a move that put him in the lead, and, and uh, now he has a dominating lead. And, you know, Dan Weldon's fell back. We, we were I don't think it's going to be that four-peat for Dan Weldon. He's in fourth place right now, but yep. he's quite a ways back. Tony Kanaan, Scott Dixon, Marco Andretti, Dan Weldon, and Elio Castroneves is your top five. We need to pause for station identification. You're listening to the voice of Indy Racing. This is the IMS Radio Network. So Homestead Miami Speedway, that's the location tonight for the 2008 IndyCar Series season opener. We've had great weather today, great crowds, and of course we've already had one Indy Racing League sanctioned winner today in the Firestone Indy Light Series, Dylan Battistini, and we've got a yellow flag, and this could change everything. So hold on as we've got a car rolling to a stop. And we're going to have to wait and see. It looks like it is the 33 of E.J. Vizo, who had run a pretty good, fairly steady race up to this point. And it looks like E.J. Oh, Vizo and Tony Kanon is damaged. Mark Janes, a damaged right or left front? No, right front damage for Tony Kanon, Mark Janes. In the right way, that's for darn sure. It is bent oh, at an oh, angle. Oh my. And uh, I was just about to mention that uh, how many times have we seen it where we thought someone had checked out over the last 15 laps and it was all but over and something strange happens. Nobody knows that better than Tony Kanaan right now. Oh, this is going to be heartbreaking for TK. Very much like the Ryan Briscoe Milton Dunowitz. He came so close to dodging it, just didn't have enough Absolutely. Time. I mean, nothing Tony could do. He was coming around to lap a car. That car lost control and, and took him out. I mean, just the bottom line. And Tony did. He had that car sideways trying to avoid him and oh. uh, just no luck. So, again, uh, we are yellow. And Tony Kanaan, he's going to stay out on track. 
Tony Kanaan is going to remain out, and why not at why this not? point, Davey? Because if, in fact, it takes another seven laps to clean this up, <laughs> I don't think it's going to take that long for the Delphi safety team. But if it does, TK is going to win this race uh, on three uh, Firestone Firehawks. Yeah, well, he's got four on there, but the one's not touching. Well, there's very one much. not touching the ground. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, the uh, and Mark James, as they come your way, you can just uh, you can tell us uh, you're going to have a real good uh, view of just how much damage uh, to Tony Kanaan's 7-Eleven car. Yeah, a lot of the left front wing has been torn away, and also that uh, right front wheel is askew, as they say, and he is tucked right in behind the pace car. Uh, a guy that uh, saw what he thought an opportunity to win several laps ago, and Marco Andretti, when he got caught up in lap traffic, will find himself tucked in behind Scott Dixon, so perhaps Marco still has a shot thanks to a little lady luck uh, at a win here at Homestead Miami Speedway tonight. Well, the 33 of EJ Vizo uh, had uh, pitted and was getting up to speed, and so it was his outlap. Uh, just unfortunate for Tony Kanaan uh, to uh, literally be in the wrong place at the wrong time. You could see, Davey, he got on the binders big time and tried to make oh, the move to the low he, side of the track. He, just just didn't happen. He almost spun the car. I mean, that guy has unbelievable car control, and he had that car sideways trying to get underneath that spinning car, and I mean, did everything just like Ryan. They did everything they could do, but just, um, you know, bad luck situation. And I'll tell you what, uh, Scott Dixon, I think it's the guy, because if you look, he is right behind Tony. Oh, yeah. If Tony was to pull off because of the damage, it's Dixon, one, two, lap cars before you get to Marco Andretti. Yeah, so the top five right now with 195 laps complete, uh, 196 laps we are working right now. 196 will be complete as uh, the cars will come across the line this next time. Tony Kanaan out on track with a damaged right front suspension uh, and wheel, and uh, TK, no way he's going to be able to continue racing with that. Let's wait and see what he's doing. Looks he's like a like tire warming. Yeah, it looks like he's, uh, looks like he's <laughs> playing some games with the pace car right now, but TK there, uh, as we're being shown, one to go at the line. So Tony Kanaan, who looked like he had this one in his back pocket, well, it's going to it's going to wind up uh, not a good situation for TK. 196 laps will be shown complete as we cross oh. the line with the furled green flag furled. Showing one to go. So we will go back to green flag racing with 197 laps complete. And Tony Kanaan is still on the racetrack. Boy. He's going to try to race with the damaged car. I don't know, man. I tell you what, if, if I had Scott Dixon, I'd be doing what Scott Dixon's Holy doing. Holy cow. And that's holding back because I'd be very afraid of what happens when Tony Kanaan goes into this corner oh, down man. there. Uh, I mean, there's no doubt that Dixon's just going to blow by him and and I tell you, I'm surprised they're letting him stay out there. Very, very, very unsafe. The, very, very unsafe. The, the extreme inside of that right front tire, the, the way it's askew, is touching oh, look him, look the him track. And here we go. They're going to bunch it up big time here. They're going to let Tony Kanaan remain on track, or will they? We go to green flag racing. Tony Kanaan will pull to the inside. He'll let the leaders go. And with 197 laps complete, Scott Dixon, the New Zealander, will take the lead. Mark James into two. Scott Dixon has a big advantage. Marco Andretti trying to go to the high side of A.J. Point the fourth. However, Dixon got a lot of breathing room in the exit of turn number two. Mark James, we also had another car get very high. It's just coming out of turn number two. 
Didn't see which car that was. Tony Kanan running well behind the field. He's at the midway point of the back straightaway. Meanwhile, the leader's in front of you. So 198 laps are complete for Scott Dixon. Marco Andretti runs second. Mark James, does Marco have enough time? He's pulled to within about seven car lengths. He has nothing between he and Scott Dixon. He's going to have to hurry. Dixon's been strong all night long. It was the five car of Oreo Servia that washed way up the track on the restart. Looks like no damage to the car. We'll just have to wait and see. Tony Kanan. Down pit lane. White flag is out. Final lap of the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Marco Andretti giving chase to Scott Dixon. Target Jim Ganassi Racing trying to continue its stranglehold here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Looking for their fifth win. Scott Dixon setting up for turn three. Take him home by King. Marco Andretti trying to make up eight car lengths on this. The final turn of this uh, lap. The final lap of the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Not going to do it. For the first time since 2003, Scott Dixon has won at Homestead Miami Speedway. And Mark Jane's a tough way for Tony Kanon to lose this one, but Dixon had been strong all night long. Some tough luck for a couple of guys. Again, lap traffic got in Marco Andretti's way. It'll be interesting to hear what his thoughts are on that in the post-race interviews. Marco awfully strong, led 50-plus laps here on the night. But again, target Jip Ganassi Racing, Mike. Right place, right time. Opportunity knock. They kick the door in, and they will go to victory lane for the fifth time at Homestead Miami Speedway. What a way to start the 2008 campaign. Chip Ganassi will open the 2008 season with a win in the IndyCar Series. Chip Ganassi is with Kevin Lee. 1-2 last season here at Homestead Miami Speedway. 1-3 this year. I'll tell you, that was uh, looked like Tony Kanan's race to me. It was unfortunate what happened to him up there in four. What what did you what did you think about these final few laps? Was Dixon going to be able to make any kind of a charge? I don't think so. I mean, that was uh, that was their race. I feel bad. I feel bad for him. I'm sure you've had it go the other way before too. So you'll take it. You'll take it. But I've had it go the other way. Yeah. Chip Ganassi headed towards victory lane. Scott Dixon has already pulled the red and white number nine target machine into victory lane here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Scott Dixon opens. The 2008 season, the way he opened the 2003 season, and he won for the very first time here in 03, his very first IndyCar Series start. Dixon is the winner. Marco Andretti winds up second. Dan Weldon is third. Elio Castroneves is fourth. And Ed Carpenter fifth. Tony Kanaan, it looked like he had this one in the palm of his hand, but it goes away in turn four when he makes contact with the lap car of EJ Vizo. Tony Kanaan is with Kevin Lee. Now he's giving handshakes to all of his teammates, thanking them because he knows that he had the car to beat. They did the job this weekend, and through no fault of their own, they're not celebrating in victory lane right now. Tony, what what can you say at this point after seemingly having this race wrapped up? To win, sometimes you got to be lucky. And, uh, you know, I believe, strongly believe that the best car should win every race. Uh, Obviously, that's not the case, but, uh, you know. We proved we proved we can win. Disappointing, but you know what? What can we do? Turn the page and let's go to San Pittsburgh. Great run for Tony Kanan to Kevin Olson. Well, I'm with a very disappointed Marco Andretti here. Marco, you give it a heck of a ride tonight. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed. I mean, uh, that's right where we need to be. I mean, uh, big improvement from last year, obviously. Um, you know, we uh, we definitely we're on a mission this year, baby. Well, this place hasn't been real kind to you, so uh, second doesn't look too bad, I imagine. No, no, completely, completely content. Well, good job tonight. That's Mark Andretti, Bob Jenkins. Almost from last to third. Dan, how was your race? 
I think it was, uh, it was obviously an excellent day for Target Chip Ganassi Racing, which is uh, which is important. It's nice to, you know, get some good points in the bank after what was a different qualifying session. But, you know, the guys did an extremely good job getting this uh, spare car back together. And, uh, you know, it's it's great to great to be in this race, obviously the first race under unification. So it was um, not the result that we wanted, but it was great for the team. And uh, we'll build on this. A surprise ending there at the end with uh, your teammate going to victory. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Anytime. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Let's go to KO. Well, I'm with Eddie Carpenter. Eddie, last to fifth. That's not too bad. No, it's not a bad recovery. Uh, we had a good car. The the first stop, we took a gamble and tried to leave our tires on, and we lost a lap doing that. I had a handful, and then once we once we got back to just good tires, you know, I had pretty good pace and was fast all day. And uh, you know, that that restart there at the end really helped me, just because it it packed us up after that last pit stop and let me uh, get by Ryan and Danica on that last start. So. I love, I love restarts right at the end of the race. It gives you one more chance to get a couple spots, and you got to take advantage of it. That's Eddie Carpenter. Let's go to Bob Jenkins. Elio Castro-Nevis, uh, were you conserving fuel there in hopes that you would get a caution and uh, maybe win this race? I was conserving fuel uh, all the way, you know, until we got caught towards the end, and it uh, looks like uh, it could pay off, but uh, it didn't. So um, it's, uh, it's, it was tough. Uh, but I guess uh, the fans really enjoy it. It was a great race, uh, a lot of exciting, a lot of passing. Uh, thank God we didn't have too many crashes. But, uh, hey, um, the good news is we're finishing a good spot uh, from here on to the championship, hopefully. Now, your teammate, of course, had an unfortunate incident. Did you have any close calls out there? Well, uh, that was the only close call, which wasn't that bad. But uh, it was a shame, you know. He was doing extremely well. And uh, both car, both Team Penske, you know, we probably would have finished in the top five. Uh, both cars, but um, you know, um, well done, Ganassi. They definitely know uh, a good setup here. I mean, there is no question about it. And uh, well, it's it's a good, it's a good, um, it's a good way to start and uh, push ourselves to make sure that we can uh, continue to work hard. You look fresh as a daisy, like uh, you haven't worked too hard the last two hours. That's true. I mean, it was it was fun. It was hard. It was very heavy steering wheel out there, but um, it was fun. At least uh, it wasn't so scary like it used to be in the past. All right, that's Elio Castro-Nevis. Let's go to Victory Lane, Dave Wilson. Well, there is a tremendous celebration, as you can well imagine, here in Victory Lane. Dan Weldon's been here, Chip Ganassi, Mike Hall. And their first win in unification, Scott Dixon. Does that make this even more special? It does, for sure. You know, there's a hell of a lot more cars out there, and I was having real problems in, uh, in lap traffic, so that was my biggest deal tonight. And, and a long run, I just, I just lost the front end of my car. So, you know, thank God the, uh, the last two stops that we had there were short runs, and our car was fantastic. But, you know, bad luck for TK. He really had, uh, you know, a good in-and-out lap, I think, on that pit stop, and he opened us up for, for you know, the other three. But, I don't know, we came off with it, and that's what matters, man. You know, target guys were fantastic in the pits today. Could you have caught Tony, you thought? You, you had anything for him if he hadn't had that malfunction? We were coming close. You know, I think we still had about eight laps to go, and we were catching him about a mile an hour or two mile an hour a lap. So it would have been very close at the end. And, you know, if it was a straight-out race, I think we would have had enough speed. What? About, take us back. Lap 73, do you remember this pass Marco Andretti did on you on the high side? Do you remember that? What went through your mind? Wow, I was so loose. All I was trying to do, I was out of the gas, and I was just, you know, I was, I was sideways pretty much going up to the wall, and I couldn't believe it. I thought I was going to hit him. So close, but... Uh, you know, hey, that, that was, that's what racing's about, man, is all those close shots and coming off clean. Marriage seems to agree with you, Scott Dixon. I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, sir. There you go. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Scott Dixon, guys, a very, very happy and deserving winner. Let's head down to Kevin Olson. Well, I'm with Oreo Servia. You're the highest finished transition driver. Nice job tonight. I guess, uh, yeah, that's a good way of putting things. Uh, I mean... 
obviously that's always going to be a, a comparison of you know all the transition guys who was the best but that's not our goal our goal is to be the best overall and we obviously have a long way to go uh, we knew it was going to be a uh, a little bit of a struggle and it was and it's always painful but you know the, the guy did a great job putting the car together it ran till the end um, we finished 12 it means lots of cars finished behind us so you know we we're doing the right things it's just um, it's just painful the process you know because although we know it's, it's going to be like this it's tough when you're there uh, but anyway very happy how the car went and what all the things we learned that last restart you got real high up in the corner what happened there yeah, I just said no grip and went on the marbles. I, I was trying to get out of the way, you know, because there's all these people racing for positions, and I was the only one, in, uh, the only guy in the, in my lap. And then uh, I had to go really high to to avoid Tony. And then in the next corner, I just didn't turn and I just bruised the wall. But everything's fine. So Let's go to Bob Jenkins. And we're here with the Ryan Hunter Ray. But let's talk to Bobby Ray Hall first. Great run for this kid. He did a great job. I, you know, I'm really pleased with the pace of the uh, of the race that we had. He got really hosed at the end on that ridiculous restart but uh you know running right there with uh, with uh you know ahead of uh helio and you know fifth place we had and you know for uh we didn't we weren't very good here a year ago and uh this is about 180 degree turnaround so i'm uh, i'm really pleased even though we're disappointed to be seventh i'm really pleased with how uh to be with how the performance of the car and ryan all day long did you have a problem with the uh, with the restart and the fact that Tony was still up there? Well, they, they everybody was going and they all stopped and everybody where, where Ryan was and everybody behind. I mean, they all about fell over each other and uh, they should never have allowed Tony to lead the restart with a damaged car. I mean, that's just crazy. And uh, you know, unfortunately, everybody got tripped up over it and we uh, we really uh, suffered for it. I think. All right, Ryan, what do you think? How was your race? Well, we should we should be fifth place right now. From where I was, you know, we, we were only behind all those cars because there was so much lap traffic. So from where I was, I got, a, you know, it was green. The leaders were going. At that point, it's green. All of a sudden, everybody checks up, and I almost got in the wall, ruined my race. We go over it and over it and over it and over it in the driver's meeting. You can't check up once you start. This is oval racing, not road course racing. You can't, you can't do that type of stuff. And I don't know what's up with Tony's car, so. Well, in any case, it was a great finish on your home racetrack. It was. Could have been better. And, uh. We're, we're striving for that, for top fives every weekend. I notice you're stretching here a little bit. You're back okay? I have a new seat in it, and it uh, didn't cut out the left side enough, so my left arm wasn't working at all. My right arm is working the whole time. So, Not a bad performance for a one-handed guy. Ryan Hunter-Ray. So Ryan Hunter-Ray comes, uh, comes home with a seventh-place finish. Uh, we'll give you a full-field rundown uh, momentarily, but uh, great work by all of our guys in the pits talking uh, to all of the uh, top ten drivers. So once again, Scott Dixon taking advantage of the incident uh, involving the leader, Tony Kanaan, on lap 193 as EJ Vizo spins in turn number four. TK cannot avoid making contact. The right front tire and wheel uh, and suspension is damaged. Kanan stayed out on track until the restart, then pulled to the low side. You heard Bobby Rahal talking about it. That was uh, as we were completing 197 laps. Uh, just an unfortunate set of circumstances for Tony Kanan, who looked like he had this one in his back pocket. Scott Dixon, though, hey, he's going to take it, as he will win the season opener, the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Back at Homestead Miami Speedway, want to uh, let stations know along uh, our affiliate lines that uh, we will be saying good night from Homestead Miami Speedway in uh, just about five minutes. Uh, 1020 
Eastern time. So uh, once again, we'll be signing off and saying goodbye from Homestead Miami Speedway at 1020 Eastern time. Your full field rundown for the season opening, Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300 at Homestead Miami Speedway. Scott Dixon is the race winner, taking advantage of that last yellow that takes out the race leader, Tony Canon. Marco Andretti, who had a great night, winds up second. Dan Weldon is third. Elio Castro-Neves is fourth. Those are the only four cars on the lead lap. Ed Carpenter winds up fifth after having to start from the rear. Danica Patrick was sixth. Ryan Hunter-Ray had a solid night all night long. He was seventh. Tony Kanaan was eighth and uh, sees a surefire lead go out the window as a lap car spins, and he is unable to avoid the contact. A.J. Foyt, the fourth, is ninth. Vitor Mira winds up tenth. Buddy Rice, eleventh. Oriel Servia is twelfth. Darren Manning, thirteenth. Frank Pereira winds up fourteenth. Justin Wilson was fifteenth. Mario Marias was sixteenth. Ernesto Vizo was seventeenth. Enrique Bernaldi, eighteenth. Ryan Briscoe was nineteenth. And Milka Duno 20th. Marty Roth wound up 21st. Jay Howard was 22nd. Bruno Juncara 23rd. Hideki Muto was 24th. And Will Power was 25th. Average speed for the race winner, 171.248 miles an hour. His top speed, 211.369 miles an hour. And Davey Hamilton, uh, the old cliche is it's not over till it's over. And boy, that was the truth tonight. We called it. I mean, it was 10 laps to go. Tony had nobody pressuring him. He was the fastest car out there by far. And as we said, if nothing falls apart, nothing mechanical or no no bad luck, and unfortunately that bad luck came. What a tremendous driver, though. I mean, did you see the car control that he had? I mean, to try to get around that, that car that was spinning. I mean, he had that thing completely sideways and, and uh, hanging on to it. But unfortunately, it was this is a game by inches, and he needed a few more. And uh, it was the same story for Ryan Briscoe. Uh, Ryan Briscoe was running a very strong race. Milka Duno spun uh, up there in turn two. Ryan Briscoe, on the other hand, tried to go to the high side of her, could not avoid her, the lightest of contact, but uh, once again, damage to the car. You know, and if you look at a lot of accidents in oval racing, it's it's uh, the accidents happen because of mis- misfortune and just not being able to avoid some. It's caused by one spin. It could take three or four guys out at times. We've seen in Indianapolis last year down the back straightaway, cars, Marco went upside down, Dan Weldon. There was a lot of people involved and just victim of circumstances. And it's very unfortunate, but it happens especially in oval racing. So a unified major open-wheel series racing under the IndyCar Series sanction uh, debuts tonight here at Homestead Miami Speedway. Mark it down. Scott Dixon is the winner of race number one as the 2008 season gets underway. want to remind you that you can go to IndyCar.com, click on the multimedia tab on the home page, and pull down to the IMS Radio Network page, and you can get our entire broadcast schedule for next weekend at the Honda Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. We'll be with you all three days for practice sessions, qualifying, and, of course, the racing as well. And that's true for not just the IndyCar Series, but for the Firestone Indy Light Series as well. In fact, the Indy Lights car will run not one but two races next week at St. Petersburg. So as we say goodnight from Homestead Miami Speedway, we say congratulations to Scott Dixon. He is the winner of the Gainesco Auto Insurance Indy 300. Good night from South Florida. Live coverage of the IndyCar Series on the IMS Radio Network is brought to you by... Firestone. Firestone is the official tire of the IndyCar Series, the Indy Pro Series, and the Indianapolis 500. Firestone, a tradition of innovation. And by the Indy Racing Experience. Experience an IndyCar like the drivers do. Get details on the experience of a lifetime at IndyRacingExperience.com. 
The general manager of the IMS Radio Network is Wally Levitt. The director of affiliate relations is John Royer. The chief engineer of the IMS Radio Network is Tom Alibrandi Sr. Additional engineering by Rick Evans, Norm Birnbaum, and Tom Alibrandi II. Our production engineer is Chris Pollock. Have a comment about today's broadcast? Let us hear from you. Call the Fan Forum line toll-free at 1-800-243-4639. And don't forget to check all local listings for Indy Racing Weekly. Live coverage of this IndyCar Series event is a copyrighted presentation of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network, the voice of Indy Racing.